Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm Dawn. And this is our nostalgic deep dive into my sister Geordie. Before we start, we'd just like to give a content warning for alcohol, the physical and emotional abuse of a child, the exploitation of a child, and ableism. If this episode isn't for you, we'll be bringing out plenty more episodes on Jacqueline Wilson's books that you can have a listen to once they're out. We're back. And we're with a good book that I've been excited to do this episode. Me too. I mean, My Sister Geordie is a classic, I think. I feel like even if you're maybe not the most diehard Jacqueline Wilson fan, you've probably read My Sister Geordie. Yeah, it, it traumatised the generation. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember where I was when I read the ending. I yeah. feel like it, do you think it'll be hard to talk about the book without talking about the ending? Because to me, there's so much foreshadowing. In I thought the, the exact same thing, yeah. That it, I feel like it might be a bit difficult to talk about the foreshadowing without saying and there's some good foreshadowing in this bit yeah and i honestly feel like if you're watching an episode of my sister geordie you probably know what happens at the end yeah maybe. yeah so, do we just sort of acknowledge it maybe <laughs> yeah so geordie dies i know graham <laughs> but she does she does die <laughs> Oh my god, okay, we, we're really going there. But you are right, we should probably mention it now, just because it's, it's <laughs> the references to death and dying, and specifically Geordie dying, are there from the offset, so like, yeah, it would be hard to talk about it without, um, without mentioning it. And in the reviews as well, a lot of the reviews pertain to the ending. Yeah, because it's what really kind of shocked everyone with this book. 100%. So, uh, yeah, it did, it did need to be said. <laughs> Maybe not suddenly, but... <laughs> oh, God, that is so funny. Um, we have a couple of things to talk about beforehand, though. The first thing is, you might have noticed that we are not in person. We're um, not. We are recording over the phone again because our last episode... <laughs> no, no, technically, we're recording over the phone again because we're not in the same place at the moment. We didn't have the chance to meet up in person, which is why we were recording online. But also, our last episode, audio-wise, was god-awful. And we, we, <laughs> but like, we know this. I the first know, episode I, in person, and it just, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, we didn't do anything different. No, like, we both sat on chairs, like, next to the microphone. Yeah, exactly like we normally are. But to be fair, we're not the most, like, audio inclined people we're still kind of getting used to um audio editing and that type of thing but we didn't do anything differently and it just didn't really pick you up at all and it over picked me up and I just sounded like I was shouting over you and you sound (laughs) really muffled I feel like it was a good episode as well (laughs) no and that's what made it worse because we had so much good discussion you couldn't hear you for me (laughs) <laughs> which is really annoying but hopefully this one should be better and the next time we meet up which will hopefully be in a couple of weeks to record the second part of this we will test the audio beforehand or maybe like change the way we're sat or something yeah um, i'm sure the next time we do it in person it should be a bit better and um, also this is going to be a three-parter yeah <laughs> important to mention probably like nine hours of this one book <laughs> Literally, I hope you're ready, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to take you on a roller coaster. 
I did not remember it being so massive. Me, considering how young I read it as well, I was like, I'm very surprised at how long it was. It's a good, like, 450 pages, I'd say. And I mean, yeah. the, the text is, like, quite big. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a long book. And because usually we record, I would say, probably about nine chapters or ten chapters per episode. Yeah. But if we were going to make this a two-parter, we would be recording 13 chapters, which would probably add an extra hour on. Yeah. So it just didn't seem worth it to do a two-parter because you would have ended up with a four-hour-long episode. And I don't feel like that's very digestible. Yeah, and we would have probably gotten tired towards the end as well, which is when it's going to really mm. kick off. Definitely. So today we're going to be doing up to chapter nine and then it'll be up to chapter 18 and then it'll be to the end. So, um, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> a six-week-long project. <laughs> um, but I'm excited, though, because this is a book we both really like. Yeah. And we're excited to get going with it, I think. Um, we've put a poll up mm-hmm. for uh, the Illustrated Mum versus the Diamond Girls. Yeah. Both of which I would be really happy to cover. To be honest, with- I feel like the next ones that we've kind of got lined up, like all the like kids ones, are going to be really good episodes, like the ones, like the classics. Yeah, because a lot of people recommended, like, like, we have a list of things that people have asked for, and it's mm-hmm. all like the ones that I count as like the really good ones, like Illustrated Mum, Diamond Girls, I think. Um, obviously, the Tracy Beakers are on there. The Hetty Feather. Feather. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah. bloody. Hey feathers, like I don't know how far we want to go with the hey feathers because I think there's about like over five. Is there? They've got like spin offs as well, so Oh I didn't know that. There's loads. Oh my god, there is because I, I I think I read them honestly up to Emerald Star. I only read the first two, I think. And then there's Diamond, Little Stars, and Heavy Feather Hetty Feathers Christmas. I'm excited. <laughs> Apart from the weird relationship with a brother, but, like, we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's for another episode. (laughs) Um, Oh, and the last thing I want to mention is just a quick congratulations to Hannah for finishing uni. (laughs) Thank you. It feels amazing. You must feel so good now. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a massive uh, weight is off my shoulders now, at least, and I can actually live a life again, which will be nice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well done you. I'm very proud of you, Hannah. Thank you, Dawn. Right, okay. So moving on now to the reviews. Oh, God. I was howling at the reviews. (laughs) Are you on Goodreads? I was on, I think I went on Goodreads and Amazon. Yeah. never have I seen so many reviews that were just like one word, like scary, unsettling, (laughs) nightmare. It made me cry. <laughs> oh, I saw it made me cry. Or oh, one star, traumatised. Traumatised? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, same, honestly. <laughs> I, I think I read one where a guy had read it with his daughter and he was like, we were both crying and it upset, it upset my daughter for like weeks because she couldn't wrap her head around the death of Geordie. Oh my God. Small child. <laughs> Yeah, much being a parent reading, I just not expecting that at all. It is very, it does come around very suddenly. So I do understand why, like, if you're not expecting it, it would be really, it would be really, really horrible. Has she ever written another story that has this sort of thing happen in it? Well, obviously, the one that springs to mind is Vicky Angel. Yeah, yeah. 
that's the only other one I can really compare it to. But then the whole thing about with Vicky Angel is that it's about grief, whereas I wouldn't say that this is about grief at all. Yeah, because I guess with Vicky Angel, it's not a surprise. No. With a lot of the bad reviews that I read, I don't know about you, but a lot of them said, like, for something like this to happen, something so big, it there was no payoff for it. We didn't really get to see anybody's reaction because it happened far too late in the book for it to mm-hmm. mean anything. You, there's no resolution for it. Really, honestly, I mean, I haven't read that far yet, but already I think that's going to be a very valid thing. Because it kind of just sort of leaves... I, I, I feel like Jacqueline Wilson endings, as we all know, are very abrupt. Yeah. And I feel like this was, it's like the cherry on the cake for it. Like, I, I imagine. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's... it's the epitome of, like, what can I do to shock her in the last chapter? <laughs> Should I um, do the blurb? Oh, yeah, please do. Pearl and Geordie's sisters... Pearl is younger, small and shy and anxious. Jodie's nearly three years older, bold and brash and bad, and Pearl adores her. When their parents get new jobs at Posh Melchester College, the girls are suddenly thrust into a new life. In their new home, things seem different. Jodie has always been the leader, but now it's Pearl who's making new friends. Jodie doesn't fit in with the snooty teenagers in her class and just seems to be getting into more and more trouble. Maybe Pearl doesn't need Jodie as much as she used to, but Jodie needs her. And when the school fireworks night comes around and a tragic event occurs, Pearl realises quite how much she does need her big sister. Right, okay. <laughs> I have issues. I have issues. <laughs> issues um, immediately. The issue is, and I, I'm assuming you have the same issue, mm-hmm. that sounds like Geordie's death is going to be a big part of the book. Yeah. Like, um, like it's going to happen midway through. Pearl's yeah. going to realise she misses her and then it's going to talk about that. Yeah, but that isn't what happens at all because, I mean, again, massive spoilers, but at this point, what else can we spoil? She dies um, in the last chapter. Yes. It was about, what, like 10, 15 pages afterwards? So it's not <laughs> not like a detail about the grieving process at all. If we're going off the blurb, that sort of ending, if we're going along with what actually happens... That sort of suggests that the story's like, Pearl, you should have like realised that you needed your sister all this time, even though at the beginning she can't live her own life because she's just following her sister around. Like, What sort of message is that? Pearl isn't the sort of person that is like, oh, no, I don't like my sister. Like, She doesn't appreciate her sister. It's actually the opposite. Like, She absolutely idolises her sister. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows how much she needs her at the beginning of the story. So, yeah, I do get what you're saying there because that makes it sound like she doesn't know what she's got until it's gone <laughs> if you get me. yeah and it's kind of like it would have been nice if we could have this story and it's about like like even if it's in a horrible way like Jodie dies and she's like I, it's okay though because I can live without her which would be very bizarre but it <laughs> yeah. feels like more of an ending than like oh damn I wish I kind of just like stayed around around her ankles forever like I was doing my entire childhood yeah some of the other reviews but I don't know what you think about this because I thought it was quite an interesting point. Mentioned that the character of Geordie teaches she teaches girls not to be rebellious. Like Geordie's meant to be seen as bad, yeah, for not being super straight laced, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really interesting point. Like I hadn't really considered that, but it's no, true. Yeah. Like she's she's constantly like in trouble, 
and <laughs> constantly being told off by parents and the people around her for being like a bit more feisty and outspoken whereas yeah. her constantly praised for being very timid and shy yeah that is actually yeah the way she's well, perceived by everyone in it and Pearl is the most, I feel like she even says, she says something at one point, um, I'll find it when we get to it in this episode, because it's at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's the most typical Jacqueline Wilson character, I think. It is getting a little bit infuriating to read the same protagonist over and over again. Yeah, like she's so predictable. Like, it would have been more interesting to kind of read the, it from Geordie's perspective. Yes, 100%. If they'd have switched points of view like in secret i think that would have been sick yeah because otherwise it's just the characters fall into the same stereotypes we have over and over and over again like jordy's a sister but she still falls into this um stereotype of the rebellious friend yeah. who flirts with all the guys and yeah. has piercings and it's like i am so sick of this <laughs> yeah 100%. but even like having an insight into Jordy's mind a little bit would have been at least something a bit different so you could really see the duality like the comparison between them yeah Pearl is a little bit bland bless her like she's not my- <laughs> she's not the best protagonist like I think they can sometimes make them like the ones that are like you know very shy and um quiet like interesting like even like uh, Treasure in India that they were funny yeah and Sylvie I would say is a pretty good yeah one. That sort of personality but it's still like funny and a bit a bit quirky i feel like it just gets very repetitive like not even talk about other books like pearl's person in fact you know what all the characters up to now that i've read i'm up to like you know like like the end of chapter nine and the personalities kind of just seem to be very repetitive like we see the same things over and over and over again yeah it'd be interesting to see a different perspective what I do think is good though, I don't, I haven't read any reviews that talk about it, but I absolutely loved the world building, like the the descriptions, yeah, the atmosphere that they're in when they move to the countryside. I thought was stunning. Mm-hmm, definitely, I thought it was probably the the best book we've read. I would say so far for um like descriptions of like the environment, the surrounding area, like the house the house that they're in, the um illustrations are so good. Yeah, yeah, I really like the illustrations in this one too. They're very similar to uh, Clean Break's illustrations, so you get like one big illustration at the start of every chapter, which is really nice. Kind of yeah. helps, like visualise the scene. As always, Nick Sharrett's illustrations are, are brilliant and, you know, you get a wave of nostalgia every time you look at them, so it's all good. No, it is really good. I really like them. I, I, I miss them when I, like, I've read like copies that didn't have the illustrations. It's been nice to have the illustrations yeah. again. Did you um, get anything positive, like any positive reviews? Um, I got quite a few like positive reviews that were just saying that um, it was like a really nostalgic read for them, and um, you know, like it was one of the, I, I saw a lot of saying like it was really well written, like just like they're not good reads. Yeah, and like you know, like I liked, especially coming from like where we are, read them back to back. Even though you know we said they're repetitive in the characters, I think honestly, like I find this like one of the stories that seems most more, more different to the other ones and it's one where I'm actually excited for what's going to happen because they're going to a new place you know it's it's kind of like they're discovering new things it's not just sort of we're getting a look into sort of the mean day and looking into family life it's looking into this new space which I think is really interesting yeah I agree with that like you're discovering things at the same time they are 
yeah and i think that's a bit it's new we haven't sort of really experienced that i feel like a lot of the books we'll look at were right in the middle of a family life yeah no i think um, that's there's also like a tiny little bit of like a mystery aspect to it which makes it a bit more interesting not really but like they they like to um like they explore the house and stuff and obviously Geordie and Pearl are both like super imaginative so they like to imagine like what could have gone on like in the olden days and stuff which is an interesting take on like play and pretend games which is something that we've seen a lot mm-hmm. in Jacqueline Wilson's books so far which I do like I think it's, it's really good it really helps you to like immerse yourself in the story as well one more good thing that I got was somebody said that um it's good that it doesn't have a happy ending <laughs> Just wanted to know what your thoughts were on that. I mean, I guess it's how you interpret it. I mean, you know, it spices it up a bit, but like, like it's very memorable. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's because the ending was amazing, even though it was sad. I feel like you can do a sad ending and it can still be good. But this is just, I, fe- I honestly do feel like this ending is based on shock factor. No, I, I do think you're right there. Because, like, I was shocked, you were shocked. Yeah. The nation was shocked. (laughs) The nation nation was trembling. Yeah, I do think you're right. I mean, I suppose not everything has a happy... And, I mean, honestly, the ending is kind of a little bit happy for other reasons that we won't go into yet. But, yeah, I guess you are right, because you wouldn't kill off your second main character in the last ten pages. (laughs) Yeah, it just feels a bit, like... A cheap way to sort of get like uh wow but you know i still love this book i do like, i remember loving this book um, i mean the first nine chapters i'm there's a bit of like you know a lot of what <laughs> but i think it does remain as a a nostalgic one yeah definitely like i don't know whether we're just biased so we're finding less wrong with it maybe yeah still got some bad and yikes Oh yeah, definitely. Chapter 1. Ten-year-old Pearl, who is shy and imaginative, idolises her 13-year-old sister Geordie, who is rebellious and often falls out with their parents, especially their mum. Geordie and Pearl have a long-standing pretend game where they live in a mansion, and Pearl believes in it so much that sometimes it's like she's really there. Geordie has been misbehaving at school, so when Pearl is asked to collect the post, she assumes an official-looking white letter is regarding Geordie's behaviour at school. Mam opens it, and Pearl can make out the words boarding school, so she begs Mam not to send Geordie away. It turns out, though, that both parents have gotten living jobs at Melchester College, a boarding school in the countryside. Geordie is adamant that she's not going because she'll have to leave her friends, but Pearl falls in love with the photo of the school because it looks so much like the mansion from her daydreams. Geordie is angry at Pearl for wanting to leave, which upsets her, but later that night, Jodie agrees to come along, only to look out for Pearl. So, I thought this was a very interesting first chapter. Okay, why? So, it opens, like, straight away with a, not an I hate my dad, like we usually get, but like an I love my sister Yeah. opening, and we don't hear Pearl's name until page 13. <laughs> Pearl introduces herself on page 13. She goes, hi, I'm Pearl, and this is my story. Because in between then, she goes on a massive rant about this story her and her sister made. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Like, she, um, I mean, we see it a lot from Pearl. Like, she um, 
puts Jodie before herself a lot, like a lot, a lot, to the point where she doesn't introduce herself <laughs> until I have her Literally, time. I was like, what? What's her name? What's her name? Like, it was like, I love my sister. Here's a massive description. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Pearl. This is what the story's about. I was like, I mean, the story's nice, I guess, but it's just like general descriptions about a make believe world, I think. Um, yes. She says she talks about what she does when um, Jodie's asleep early on the morning and she's awake. And then she she um, goes in and like Jodie will wake up and be like, Oh, I'm going to tell you a story now, Pearl. And then Pearl will be like, Jodie, write it down. And then Jodie's like, no, Pearl, you're the one that wants to be a writer. And then we know Pearl wants to be a writer. That's when I was like, of course. You know, we've <laughs> <laughs> never been done before. I don't think we've had Jacqueline Wilson. <laughs> We're talking that she wants to be a writer, Jesus. But no, it's it was a strange um start like i instantly was like oh this is interesting it's a story about you know like a sibling relationship which i I don't know if we've seen like that close detail it's usually like parent figures or like friends we had midnight Um, if you wanted to include that i think midnight has traumatized me so much it's escaped my brain (laughs) completely understandable (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah midnight's actually a point um but yeah, I guess like you know, you could give it a unique factor for that. Did you get much good for it? I like that um, we immediately get to see the dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It's very much show don't tell. I thought, which is good. Like, um, we know that Jodie is like chaotic and a bit what's the word brash when Pearl's like. She always colours outside of the lines and, like, sometimes she, like, colours the people in, like, blue and green for the fun of it. Yeah. Without being, like, Jodie did all sorts of crazy things. Like, yeah, I, I really like that. We we get to see it straight off. I thought it was interesting, but from what I can remember, I don't think there's another sign of this. Oh, there hasn't been. So she go, She tells that big story about what her and Jodie do on a morning, right? And then she says, then one morning at breakfast, everything changed, which to me sounds like she's narrating or writing it down somewhere. Like she's physically writing out this story, yeah? Which I thought was interesting because I don't think we've actually... Oh, no, the diaries in secrets were written out. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, if she's writing this out, then it, it might take a bit of a different format, maybe? If she's like writing it out after time's passed yeah because she kind of have that present knowledge of like this has just happened but then it's not really there isn't really any other lines like that later on to suggest that it it is that way i'm not sure what that's about but i did think it was an interesting thing that she would phrase it like then one morning at breakfast everything changed because that does sound like she's looking back over her experiences mm-hmm. no i know what you mean it's kind of like it's sort of as if she's maybe recounting it after it's all happened. Yeah. But then I feel like the way that shock is portrayed and surely we'd get more hints from Pearl's narration. Like, she, she if she was writing it out, she wouldn't be keeping the secret that Geordie was dead, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume so. <laughs> Something that I like about Pearl, especially in this chapter, is that I think Pearl acts like a 10-year-old yeah, a hundred percent. In good and bad ways, to be honest, like how she, 
she dreams about this mansion so much that she like longs in her heart to go there one day and she imagines that she she could go there whereas Jodie to Jodie it's just like a, a game that they play on a morning which yeah. is, was like Jodie's a teenager Pearl's like a small child so she would have that attachment that Jodie doesn't and she she's definitely a character that gets like <laughs> scared a lot more yeah which gets annoying but like you know <laughs> it's um, still you know like how a 10 year old would act yeah she clings to these like imaginary like places and ideas i liked the um <laughs> so judy no oh god i'm gonna get their names mixed up so much i can already tell <laughs> pearl is talking about Jodie's friends at school so Jodie's friends are called Marie, Siobhan and Shanice, which honestly, I'm not mad at. Yeah, you know what? It's a difference from like Joy, Rita and whoever else we've had. Yeah, like in 2008. So then Pearl says, if you kept them on your side, you were laughing, which to me sounds like something that Jodie would say that Pearl's heard. I literally got that down as good too. But I was also like, this is so random because laughing is like, wow okay we're actually using some language that i could see like kids or teenagers using oh you're laughing yeah but with the other absolutely bonkers language that is used in this book (laughs) i was just baffled like some of the stuff that come out with this is iconic i know it's so good so i was like but here jacqueline wilson i think it's because i was i'm like i'm really aware that Uh this is jacqueline wilson writing this Uh And to think Jacqueline Wilson was like, yeah, you're laughing. I was, I just found it too yeah. funny. <laughs> Jacqueline Wilson typed those words out. Like, you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good because I could 100% see Jodie saying that to Pearl and then Pearl being like, I'm going to take that. <laughs> That's what she yeah. was saying. And it would make sense if she like idolises the sister that much that she would use the language that she would use. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thought that was really good. And then also, this is the last bit I got for good. I think it's perfectly reasonable for Jodie to not want to go to the school. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that she stands up for herself and she's like, hang on a minute, I don't want to go. You've not, basically you haven't run this past me at all. You've just like one day randomly were like, oh, by the way, we're moving in like a couple of weeks to yeah. a place a hundred miles away. So, um... And then she, she like, says, like, I don't want to go. Like, what about my friends? Like, what about, like, I don't want to go to this boarding school and I don't want to be um, held back a year because she's going to have to be held back a year so that she can go because she's actually too old to go. And then they just her parents just shout at her. I was like, what? Yeah, they do seem to shout, like, the voice of people or making the most, like, normal comments. They have a go. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh... I don't know why you're being so, like, disrespectful. I don't know why you're shouting. Like, I would argue about it. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Here's the letter. Yeah, like, they just drop it on her. Yeah, I think, because obviously Jodie sometimes appears like a character that we've seen before. But because we're seeing her at home as a sibling, it's nice to actually see someone stick up to the parents. Because there's a few comments that Jodie does make where I'm like, yeah, good point. Like, with, like, Pearl is much less inclined to say anything to her mum. Yeah, definitely. But Jodie's a lot more, like, ballsy like that, which is great because I love it when when this happens instead of just, like, 
having shit parents and then you just take all the crap from them. That was all I got for good though. Um, did you get anything else? Just kind of like, again, like, you know, you were saying um, you feel like the way the show <clears throat> Jodie's personality rather than just sort of tell it. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they did that really well, honestly, throughout the beginning of this book. Like, it kind of in at the end gets a little bit like, a bit too obvious, like <laughs> too obvious. <laughs> but, um, the way they do it at the beginning, at least, is is like you can kind of yeah, like the drawings of the aliens and like the little comments like Mum said Geordie ruined her hair and she wanted to look tough and tarty, but Geordie was thrilled. She wanted to look tough and tarty, yeah. And like the throwing of the presents away and like all of that, it's kind of like you know it makes sense. But you get a picture of who Geordie is without it being like too obvious too obvious <laughs> i can't say obvious in a novel way after jackie wilson for God's sake. yeah no i know what you mean i know what you mean but um yeah i mean that was kind of all i got for good for this one okay so um maybe not bad did you mm-hmm. get any bad oh i got so much bad for this it was with it right we had some more disgusting food imagery no one probably cares about it but i can like and i was gonna leave it off but I was, i'm sorry i can't Hannah, you know, if, if you care, we care. So just, just go. <laughs> if I've got to experience it, everyone else does too. And like, <laughs> just, oh my God, what? I don't know why we needed this, but they're eating, I think they're eating honey sandwiches. Or they might just be eating honey. I'm not sure. But um, instead of just saying we ate the honey sandwich, no, no, because that, that would be nice. That would be normal. That wouldn't make me uncomfortable. We had to add, um, I liked opening the sandwich up and licking the honey, letting it ooze over my tongue, but I did it quickly and fur I can't pronounce that word. Furtively? I don't know that word. When mum wasn't looking. The word ooze just never goes well in any like What? What? Ooze sound appealing, can you? Like it's literally impossible. I don't know. Like who's reason that being like mm, honey sandwiches? Like not me. Yeah. And I, I do know what you mean. Like sometimes she does go hard with it. And, then, and because the mums are cooking this, there's far too many food descriptions, far too many than I'd like. To be fair, there's one bit later that got me, like, like it got me bad. It's <laughs> necessarily food related, but oh my God, when we get to it, you'll know. I'll know which one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fucking grim. Honestly, it's just like, I can't read that like, and feel okay like that close to the beginning as well i was like, i had so much hope and i'm like two pages in i don't even know it's a first name yet and i'm already hearing about the honey sandwiches and eating them furtively like what yeah you're laughing i'm eating my honey sandwich furtively oh my god this as well this one so it would make sense if it was just the mum using really obscure words because yeah. the mum's like you know our family was working class and now she's posh and she'll never say anything common again but would it make sense for the rest of them to speak posh i don't know but the dad says you've got more perforations than a blooming colander (laughs) sorry sorry sir perforations who says that yeah you just say holes you you would (laughs) It just wound me up and then stop winding me up, you contrary little what's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That was good. That one. I think that was the dad too. 
Like, I, I couldn't believe that in the first paragraph, I already got four cringe quotes. As if. And and there was an app, absolutely with with dashes in between because that's how teenagers talk. It's very pearly, isn't it? Pearlies, yeah. It was very reminiscent of it. I got. I also got some bad some bad lines, like the way that the the dad's like, "Oh, Jodie isn't a bad kid, Shazza to to the mum, um, and mm-hmm. like she's no worse than any of her other friends." And her mum just goes, "Quite, <laughs> quite." <laughs> ever so i'm still like unsure as to what quite like that means does it mean like like, or really yeah or like sarcastically like yeah quite like like okay okay shaz um yeah i don't really get that the whole thing about a looking tough and tarty i I, I was so conflicted about that yeah because i was like okay Obviously, has should have the freedom to look how she wants, but then she's also thirteen, so I'm like, calling thirteen year olds tarty. She's thirteen, right? Yeah, she's thirteen. She's going into year nine. She's in year eight. Yes. Why did I think Georgie was older in this book? She acts like she's older because she's always in a bloody underwear, and I can't deal. Yeah, (laughs) she looked incredible in her underwear. With her red gold hair and her earrings and her fake tattoos, I was like, "Oh God, no!" Like, I really can't. Is so, it... why do we have to have this every time? Yeah, about literal children. Like, I know it's a book for children. Obviously, children wear underwear, and there's nothing inherently sexual about that. Mm-hmm. But it's still a bit weird. Is it weird? I think it's. I think weird? it's weird because of the way that do it. Because it's not just like she was in her underwear. It's always like she looks so glamorous. All the men were staring. Like it's always like that. Yeah, like there is always some kind of underlying like sexual element to it. Weird, like every time, and it's always the same character. To be honest, because they never just play it like oh, men are just creepy to everyone. It's like, especially in this book, it's kind of like oh, they deserve getting like chatted up by old men because they're so obvious and it's like no i'm sorry like that is not the case she's a literal child uh-huh. and like constantly reiterating over and over and over again that these loud 13 year olds that wear high heels like get male attention is kind of like i don't know saying that it's because of what they're like yeah yeah and it- like, don't put the blame onto the 13 year old yeah, it's super victim blaming mm-hmm. like- it's super it's super weird and i really don't like it <sighs> again we have jolly hobby sticks boarding school which i have no choice but to stand unfortunately um <laughs> <laughs> and also this is the paragraph that i was on about earlier so this is how pearl describes herself right i was still very small for my age and looked very babyish i worked hard and came top in the class I was useless at sport. I always had my head in a book. I blushed whenever a teacher talked to me in class. I never knew what to say to all the others. It was as if I had an arrow above me. Tease this kid. Right, okay. I can think of a lot of Jacqueline Wilson characters that this applies to. Every single main character. (laughs) Yeah, apart from, I guess apart from Ellie, because it works for Prudence. It works for um, M. It Sylvie. works Sylvie. It works for. I guess. It, I guess it doesn't really work for Lola Rose, to be honest. Um, India and Treasure. 
What was the last one I just... What was the one in Midnight? What was she called? Oh, Violet. Yeah, it works for Violet. Violet. So, like, at least five characters that works for, like... It is literally, like, a copy and paste. At the moment, like, those are okay, but I don't... I'm not, like, drawn to her, really. It's because I think we've seen this so many times, and especially, like, every time something dramatic happens pearl's like no stop it you're scaring me it's like okay back to normality so we don't scare pearl which yeah okay she's 10 (laughs) but like (laughs) it's just boring (laughs) yeah you wanted to bring the drama and she yeah i just want the drama drama. pearl just needs to shut for a second um did you get anything for yikes just kind of like i was getting like kind of like bad vibes from the way people were interpreting geordie like I, i like it kind of gets worse in the next chapter, but just kind of the way, you know, it's, we're set up to think this 13-year-old's a promiscuous uh-huh. 13-year-old and it's just weird. Yeah. Um, what about you? I hate the fact that the mum likes to just, like, put her hands on her children. Like, she grabs Geordie and shakes her by the shoulders. Nice yeah. shadowing, by the way. Jodie's head rocked back and forwards on her stiff shoulders. Literally. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so, like... I, I guess it's so breezed over so quickly as well. Like, the dad's like, oh, you're hurting her. And then that's that. Like, oh, yeah. So he knows that she's hurting her. And said <laughs> nothing else is said about it. <laughs> it's like, you're hurting her. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, the dad also reads the Daily Express, which I just thought was gross. <laughs> of course yeah then i got the bit about jody as well oh the last thing i got for yikes don't know how you feel about this the whole like you two are gonna grow up in a little ladies oh the constant sort of like lady like um yeah yeah i i I thought that it was gonna go down that road to be honest with kind of like you need to grow up into like nice young ladies and i was kind of like because with that kind of thing i'm kind of conflicted because i'm like are they saying that the parents are wrong for thinking that or is it like like you know what i mean like is it saying like they want us to be lady like but that's not how it should be or is it saying no you should be like ladies and you know jodie's not do you know what i mean like i was kind of like i don't know whether what the tra- what jacqueline's kind of trying to say at the moment yeah like is it like oh you shouldn't be forcing like really honestly dated ideas about femininity onto your young daughters yeah of shoving them into this this box of what is an acceptable woman and what isn't yeah or is that what she's trying to do yeah like honestly i don't know because sometimes i think like it's gonna be a moment where it's like see you don't have to be like that like even though like your parents might tell you you do you don't but yeah at this point i wouldn't be surprised if it's like jodie died she wasn't very ladylike though <laughs> like like it would not surprise me yeah, it kind of goes alongside the whole, like, it tries to put girls off being rebellious or being, like, more outspoken, which, yeah, I do I do see it because it happens a lot where Georgie does something that her parents don't like and they kick off about it, even if it's not necessarily the, the wrong thing to do. Chapter 2. Pearl's family start the moving out process and she notices that her parents seem happier. Although she does overhear her mum hitting Jodie after she comes in drunk one night. Jodie doesn't seem to care. The girls pack their things and Pearl wishes she didn't have to cling on to her old toys like a little kid. But there are some things she can't get rid of, like the old dollhouse her dad made her. Jodie is the same with her dad's old homemade rocket. Before they leave, 
Pearl's teacher tells her that it'll be a good thing that she's moving to a boarding school and hopes that it'll turn Jodie into a proper little lady too. So for good, I like that her parents are happier. We don't really get to see many like healthy home environments. No, we don't. <laughs> I think it's just nice at the beginning of this chapter to have like like the like the dance together in the kitchen, the mum and dad and the they like do some like wholesome flirting, which makes Pearl happy. You know, like it's like little comments that are just like nice to sort of like normalise where Jordy's like, I want lots of kids and um Pearl is like you need a husband and she's like no I don't you don't have to have a husband or have a lot of children I mean then she winks at Pearl and I was like okay she is she insinuating that in like a normal like no you, you don't actually have to have I don't know I don't know how it was insinuating but I was like okay I mean it's nice still yeah um, um why do these female characters always go on having children when they're literally children like uh, you know what I mean yeah, like, who's considering it at this age? It does kind of seem to be a theme, actually, where that every young protagonist is usually, I don't want to get married, I don't want to have kids, or I don't want a boyfriend ever. And it's kind of like, I mean, they're, they're eight or whatever. They don't... Yeah, like, post ten, like... Yeah, and, like, it's kind of like the way they talk about it sometimes. It's, like, very serious considerations. Yeah, like, surely it's not, like, a like not something they'd really be thinking about at that age, or is it? I don't know. I can't really remember talking about that. No, not like in the way they do when they talk about it for quite a while. And I also liked Geordie getting the rocket out of a suitcase. Oh, I thought that was cute, yeah. Because it's another way that Geordie's sort of like, you know, personality is shown without it being told directly. Like she, to even a sister, she's kind of like, yeah, I don't want this rocket. But then she gets it in the middle of the night. Like it's it, it shows like that she does care about her dad. Another instance of Pearl behaving like a 10 year old is that the fact that, like, she doesn't really know what she wants to get rid of. Yeah. Like, the personification of, like, a toys, feeling bad on behalf of a toys for getting rid of them, I thought was pretty good for a 10-year-old. I can imagine a 10-year-old thinking like that. Like, she doesn't really act like a 75-year-old woman writing as a 10-year-old, which I really appreciate. Yeah, like, with Pearl, she does seem quite... Like, in parts, like, you do sort of read it as a 10-year-old, which is, like, you know, like, a real skill to have, I guess, like, to be able to yeah. write that well. I know I couldn't do it at all. Like, I, it must be hard to, like, put yourself in that position when you don't have a lot in common in, in real life with the person that you're trying to write as. Yeah, especially when you're kind of trying to relate to the kids, like, today. It's just Jodie, um, like, getting rid of all of this stuff and then Pearl being like, you're going to hurt mum's feelings, and then Jodie's like, she doesn't mind hurting mine, which, yeah, again, truth. I really like that. I really like it. Again, I always like it when characters like stand up for themselves and don't. Yeah, the only bad I got was, it's so stupid, but I'm kind of sick of like, can we remember that stupid train dance someone did? I hate like the whole like, then we did a dance or we sung a song and it's kind of like, okay. But, and I wouldn't mind if it was just every now and then. Yeah. But I feel like every chapter, it's like, then she did a little dance and pulled her face and we all laughed. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm so sick of reading this over and over and over again. It does absolutely nothing for the plot and I'm just sick. Yeah, it's it's very like, wow, look at, look at them, they're so quirky. Oh my god, there's a few moments of that in this. <laughs> That's where Jodie's downfall is, I think. Like, Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's just a bit annoying, but that was all I got for the thing, obviously, is the whole Jodie coming in drunk, drunk 
mum exploded and she slapped Jodie's face and that's that. There's no like literally no consequences. It's not spoken about again. The most we get is it was literally more like a sentence as well, wasn't it? It was over so quickly. Yeah, it just happens and we're just meant to accept that like, okay, that's perfectly fine for you to hit your children. <clears throat> and it's so like just very normalised, just sort of like just put it into your story. 100%. Like it just sort of normalises that behaviour, not even mention it as bad or... Con- I mean, I guess later you could argue it is, but that's I guess we can talk about that in the, next, the chapter it does. I guess the other bit that was quite bad. There's another instance of the whole you're gonna you're gonna become a little lady, which I, the other big guy mm-hmm. the man's backstory. I thought, oh my god, <laughs> this is like one of my biggest like pet peeves in like television books. Yeah, <laughs> that like every time the sort of working class is mentioned, they're all evil criminals who are like zoo animals to watch. Yeah, like it's very like boggled at the sight of our uncle and grandparents the grad who went down the boozer it's like in quotations as well like how crazy is that and it's like your gran went to the pub wow like <laughs> god you, that's so crazy like, let's go watch her with some popcorn like what on earth yeah i don't see mum going oh my mum always went down the boozer the running joke is that she acts posher than she is because she wants so yeah, I don't see any situation where she would use the word. It just does not feel like what she'd say at all. The mum's character is so unlikable in this. He says that simultaneously be working class and have a good life. It doesn't mean it's always bad and it doesn't mean that you're going to turn into a criminal. Oh, there's something kind of just like ogle. It's just, it's so bizarre, but I feel like it's been seen a few times in the Jacqueline Wilson books. Like, it's always like, oh, I had to go visit my friend who lives in a council flat. There was a man weeing in the corner and there was cans of lager. Yeah. I am so sick. Big yikes. And it's a running theme throughout the course of the book. Chapter three. On moving day, Jodie gets into trouble with her mum for allegedly flirting with the removal men. The family is sad to leave and Jodie gets emotional and asks why they have to go. Pearl feels guilty because she only agreed to leave because of her. They get lost on the drive there and Geordie's stories about creatures lurking in the trees scare Pearl, but eventually they see the shadow of Melchester College on the horizon and they're in awe of its beauty. So <laughs> all on this chapter, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of hard to talk about without talking about the yikes, but what I will say is, like, as I was saying the yikes, the mum does call, you know, her 13-year-old year eight daughter getting hit on by adult men and she's said like she's like stop like flirting with workmen and she's like he was the one making eyes at me and i was like thank you jordy for like not norm like not so- for like actually saying that this is wrong and not sort of saying that the parents are in the right yeah um that was all i got for good i did find this was a bad chapter to be honest i had a lot of bad and a lot of yikes <laughs> well, what about you <laughs> has a, a poster with the, the, the mum said to the dad, like, you should um, bust out some dance moves sometime. Um, and he's just like, no, he's awful. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have anything, like, seriously good. Again, like, I feel like I already kind of talked about this, but this isn't just me nitpicking <laughs> or, like, about the, um, the descriptions of food, but I'm kind of getting sick of, like, 
the descriptions of the food at the beginning of every <laughs> chapter because that was the beginning of like the last chapter and the first chapter. Uh, Mum had been practicing big breakfast stir- uh, fry ups, eggs and bacon and sausage, sometimes black pudding, hash browns, and bubble and squeak as well. And it's kind of like, okay, this is the beginning of every chapter now. How many times was Slurpee used in this chapter? <laughs> vile literally the most vile word i've ever heard of in my life oh my god the thing is though that was like even i thought that was gross that one was gross (laughs) it was literally disgusting the dad licks the man's fingers and then um she says get off you sloppy devil you're making me all slurpy vile (laughs) Oh, I would move. I would live with them either. Like I agree with George. I'm gonna stay at Microsoft the school or something, whatever it's called. Microsoft. Like, school. <laughs> <laughs> just no. I'm not here for it. I think it, isn't it called Moorcroft? <laughs> Moorcroft or something. <laughs> All I know is I kept reading it as Microsoft. Yeah. No, I thought that description was bad as well. Hannah, do you know? I literally do not know what this means. Okay. I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. Jody starts crying and her mum calls her a daft. <laughs> I don't even... Guys, honestly, I'm struggling. Oh, wait, I found it that... Like, half off? Half off? Oh, I found out what it means. It's um, apparently an infallible word for a foolish person. I'll find out how to pronounce it. Hapeth. Hapeth. but again why are children reading this gonna understand what that means that literally made me do a double take so i was like what's with all what's with all the apostrophes like i don't (laughs) it's the mum's lines in this are just like they all have some obscure lines but i think because she can get away with it because of her personality jacqueline just goes to town to be fair, sometimes I live, like sometimes I do find them very funny, very entertaining. Um, very intended. Even if it like takes away from it, which it often does. Um, you do, we need some sort of humour. Uh, so there's a few just like little things that annoy me. Um, I'm sick of hearing of silent pantomimes. It's again, it relates back to this whole like, um, I did a little dance. It's a way to show that Jodie's quirky. She'll like button a lip lips every five seconds when someone tells it to show up or something but it's the most tiring thing to read over and over and over again <laughs> which is so nitpicking i know but when you read it so many times in every book i'm like i yeah. can't be bothered she's not quirky and then pearl like i just want to like pearl but like like geordie will be like oh yeah imagine like if it was like there was a blood fountain and then Pearl, like, it was nonsense, but I looked for the blood even so. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Pearl. Like, I cannot be bothered with, like, your BS. Like, it's just, no. That was mainly all the bad. I really do think she's a wimp. So I guess she succeeded in uh, making me think she's a wimp. Yeah. But it's so tiring to read every chapter that, like, someone will say something and then you've got to go- have, like, a three-second Pearl monologue about how she's, like, scared of, like, the vampire that Geordie just mentioned it's like short pearl yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that note <laughs> the yikes um, what did she get for yikes um so there's paedophilia in this chapter like to be honest you're right 
you're a saucy baggage, said Big Elf. He said that to you. He said the words, you're a saucy baggage, to a 13-year-old girl as, like, at least a 40-year-old. With a name like Big Elf. Big Elf. And, like, I think this is young Bernie pursed his mouth up like a goldfish and made slurpy kissing noises at Jodie. God, it's just vile. One of them tried to slap her ass and she, like, only just... Yeah, yeah, young Bernie's patting hand with a twitch of her hips. Why did I have to behave like this? Like, why? Is there any need? It feels like the only reason they include it is because they do it with other characters that's, like, similar to Jodie, is to be like, look, she's young, but she acts older. Like, that is... And that's disgusting that that's how the way it's done, I think. Like, older men being creepy to 13 year old girls isn't because they're dressing older or they're dressing provocatively it's because they are creepy predatory yeah. old men yeah like it <sighs> vile but you get the sense that geordie's in the wrong and that she yeah it's teasing the guys because you find it for you're in the wrong with yeah it does feel like the blame is shifted towards her especially with both pearls like in a monologue and the man being like what you put playing at showing off like that and it's just gross he's been put in a quite an awkward position with like two older men like grown men as a yeah probably felt like she has to do that even if like geordie was like yeah like i fancied them i want them like me it's like i'm sorry if you're a grown man and there's a 13 year old for you you don't flirt with them like Uh no matter what and like it's just oh god it's just gross and it's just like why do we have to do this every time chapter four they drive down towards the school and find the gates are locked dad honks the horn and soon the housekeeper miss french appears with her dog and instructs them to unlock the gate the dog shep loves geordie and miss french asks her if she'd like to walk him pearl is left with her parents who are disappointed that their basement flat is dark damp and cramped they start unpacking and Pearl can tell that Mam is worried that she's made the wrong choice by moving them here. But Pearl tries to make her feel better. Jodie comes back and says that she's had an interesting time with Miss French exploring the gardens and picking vegetables with the gardener. Mr and Mrs Wilberforce, the head teacher and his wife, have invited them for dinner and Pearl and Jodie's parents are worried that they won't look presentable due to the state of the flat. Jodie privately tells Pearl that now she's explored, she reckons she'll have a fun summer. I thought, like... You know, like like we were saying, like I think we were saying before we recorded, but um, the descriptions really because obviously Jacqueline Wilson is amazing at her descriptions, mm. and I feel like she does it in like a very, like in a really good way that makes it really visual, but they're also really digestible as well. Like that, I feel like kids would be able to interpret it quite well, and I think that really adds to it, and it adds to the kind of, like 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 we were saying, like the mystery of it. Yeah, I do think the descriptions are really good, and I also liked um. You know, it was just, like, stupid, but, like, the way her parents were wrong about Miss French. I was like, yes, Miss French. <laughs> you sure? Because <laughs> she looks like she'll be dead boring, but she's actually, like, a devout Elvis fan. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, the, the pinnacle of, like, I'm not boring, but, like... <laughs> yeah. That's good, I like that. I think this is where you kind of, like... Um, leave the, the normal home environment so it's kind of like it builds up some of the excitement like this is when i was kind of oh, okay this book is different to a lot of the ones we've looked at because we've never had this kind of story before yeah i think the closest um, one that we've had is uh 
all of ours moving to London. Yeah, that's that- what I was thinking. Like, kind of like moving away from the original home that we're in. Because it was still like kind of like in a house. But I guess with this, it's not the normal. But you, what good did you get? Tommy Shaz bit starts here. <laughs> oh, God. So, Jodie and Pearl's mum's called Jodie and Pearl's dad calls her Shaz. And, like, for some reason, it, it just starts up this, like, running thing where we'll call a shad because it happens a lot. It, it was nice that the dad sticks up for Jodie when she says that she doesn't want to be friends with them. Um, it's that are younger than her, which is, again, a very valid point. Dad says um, it's going to be a big change for all of us, which good on, good on the dad. Nice that he sticks up for her. I thought that was good. Yeah. They pull up to it and they're like, yeah. oh, this is, like, the most beautiful place ever. It, it, and then, like really dilapidated like oh my god wait what like what have we got ourselves into that was really good the apartment is just like of course it would be like that it was funny because like it wasn't gonna be it makes it more realistic and then this uh right so jodie said that miss french who is like the well i think she's the secretary she said that she liked jodie's high heels jodie has this pair of red high heels that a man hates but she wears them anyway and um the mum says there's tacky heels on a younger guy's classism. Are we meant to interpret the classism in this? Because like the mum, there's so many things she's like, when she's talking about um, like well-mannered girls and boys and stuff. Ignorant. <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah. It's not really explored. Like it's, it's strange. It just kind of makes the mum sound like a dick, to be honest. Like. Yeah, because there's like one scene where she kind of seems to like. I don't know, it's kind of more meant to interpret that she falls into something that a working class person would do do, and she's really shamed about it. But it's so, like, weird and obscurely, like, sort of included that it doesn't really make any sense, so I don't know. I don't don't know. It's probably more of a bad. Do you get anything for bad? Um, I've got a few things for bad. Um, Just, again, strange language from the dad. Like, when he's talking to the... He calls them chaps and... Big Alf and young Bernie. Yeah. He's like, oh, please move this cupboard. You can see it's fretting her. You know what women are like. She'll try and move it herself and do herself a mischief. Oh, you what? know. It. What do you mean? What, like, what does that mean? Like, you, you know what women are like. Like, it's like, oh, women, you know what women are like. They move things for themselves. <laughs> oh, and there's also a song in this. Is there? And I really, yeah, well, like, that do it a few times they're like oh and they started singing this song at school so she's like oh the bedroom remind me of a song they used to sing at school and in my head i was trying to sing it to like think about what it'd be like but i can't the green and yellow song like i can't imagine people singing this but i mean i guess it's primary school green uniform because i'm assuming that's where it comes from yeah that makes sense actually which is green and yellow, green and yellow. Oh, mum, be quick. I'm going to be sick. Banger. <laughs> Banger. My favourite song, song of 2021. I don't know why I got that for bad. I'm just kind of sick of the inclusion of songs. <laughs> and then another line that was just cringe, which was, what a pair of ill... Mi- Sorry. What a pair of ill-mannered louts. It's very salad fingers. It's very salad fingers. Like, 100%. <laughs> It is very salad fingers, yeah. But it does just make you giggle when it's meant to be like a gritty, like, kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it just, because I don't feel like we're meant to laugh at it. 
No, no, definitely not. I think we're meant to agree. We're meant to be like, yes, what a pair of ill-mannered louts. <laughs> but I, I can't because I'm just ill-mannered louts. <laughs> but that was all I got for bad. Jodie says to a man, like, how am I going to see my friends now? I'm living a hundred miles away in the countryside. And the man just very flippantly says, lovely new friends in Melchester College. Like, not necessarily, Sharon. <laughs> So we forced you to move here. Now forget about your friends. You, you're going to make new friends. Like, who's to say that, say that she wants to make new friends if she already has friends at home? Like, Hannah, what does this mean? Miss French is walking up to her car, yeah? And she kept giving yeah. waves, turning her hands. Jodie says, it's like she's going dodgy. Um, they're in the car, yeah? Miss French and her dog are walking towards the car. And she keeps giving them odd waves, right? Yeah. It's, it's like she's going dodgy, but dodgy's in italics. Like, it's like... Oh, God. I love it when they use the italics out there. Dodgy. It's like she's going dodgy. Yeah. And also, like, what does that mean? She kept giving us odd waves, turning her hands. I think she's trying She's trying to tell them that they need to turn the car. Like, oh, they need to turn. Yeah, and she's going. She's going dodgy. Does that mean yeah. she's like, she's uh, like the way? I don't know. I don't really know what that could mean. Any ideas, guys? Please send them to us. <laughs> Does anyone know what going dodgy means? By the way, she's waving. She's looking. She looks like she's making the hand signal for the word dodgy. <laughs> like what? <laughs> dodgy. God knows. Um, yeah, I really don't know. Um, I also thought it was a little bit unrealistic, right, that Miss French allegedly talks to Pearl like she's a toddler because she yeah. only see her from inside the car. And Pearl's like, oh, she's clearly misjudged my age. But, like, how young does she look for her to mistake her for a toddler? Yeah, like, to literally say, like, come out and see the doggy. Like, three no <laughs> no like even if she's like a short ten- especially because like miss french will have seen the other kids at the school who are small she will yeah yeah i didn't really get that the mum again saying that miss french is full of herself and that she's bossing them all about when she's only the secretary again i thought it was super bad and also yeah. i don't like again the whole can there be two female characters that get along <laughs> literally like, why does it always have to be, like, when there's two women in, in the same room, they don't like each other and make snarky, bitchy comments each other? I really don't like it at all. That's a really good point, because it is it, it has been done, like, a lot. Like, it's done later. When when the man meets Mrs. Wilberforce, she's like, mm, I don't think she's all there. Like, what? can you not just, can you, can you not just get along? Or, like, is it just <laughs> for women in these books to just shit talk each other yeah it just feels like they're constantly sort of like giving that sort of stereotype about women like constantly yeah 100% I just I can't be asked I can't be bothered as you would say like (laughs) um um, the big alf um the dad gives big alf a, a tip that's quite shit apparently like he doesn't give him a very big tip yeah and he is, right, no joke, right, this working class man, this is what he says. <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face, but I'll try. I'm excited to hear you say it, to be honest. 
Right, okay. <laughs> Gosh, thanks, Gov. I'm sure you can spare it. What in the <laughs> Mary Poppins is that? Like, like... <laughs> Gosh. Gosh, Gov. Thanks, Gov. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I do love it. It does make me giggle. I know. Like, Big Alf is out here saying, gosh, thanks, Gov. Why Why do the working class characters need to have this like ridiculous, over-the-top language? Like the random in it. It's like, the, it's like, hmm, how do I make them sound? It's like a caricature of them. Like you say, like Mary Poppins chimney sweepers. Yes, literally. Literally. Um, that was all I got for bad. Oh, I actually do have one yikes. This exchange. I don't <laughs> I don't know how far to go with the yikes, but this made me like cringe a lot. So Big Alf and Young Bernie, they slag off how shit the flat is, which annoys the man. So Jodie comes in and she's like, Oh my god, they've gone. Wait, what? I didn't get to say goodbye. And then the mum says, It sounds as if you've said quite enough to them already. You're not to chat up workmen like that, do you hear me? Jodie says, Dad's a workman, can't I chat to him? Reaching up to put her ass, Dad. You chat all you like, sweetheart, said Dad, giving her a cuddle. Like, <laughs> that's weird. I, I think it's weird because we're constantly getting that kind of same vibe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the first time we've had that vibe. Like, doesn't she? she like, said, where it's like, why is, did that need to be included? Yeah, she's like, I'm my daddy's girl at one point. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the constant reiteration of it. And it's like, especially with Big Alf and young Bernie just being so weird. It's like, don't associate them, like, together. That's weird. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point, actually. Like, yeah, I do agree with that. Chapter 5. Meeting Miss French outside the Wilberforce's house. The family nervously anticipate meeting the headteacher and his wife. When Mr Wilberforce opens the door, however, Geordie is shocked to see that it's the gardener. He confesses that gardening is just a hobby and that he is, in fact, the headmaster. Pell's family is shocked that he plans on serving ready meals from M&S, expecting them to do something more grand for them. They meet Mrs Wilberforce, who uses a wheelchair, and Pearl is curious to know what happened to her. Mrs Wilberforce notices that Pearl is shy and that Jodie controls the conversation and invites her to come into her library. She lets her borrow the secret garden and asks her to come back and speak to her about the book. On the way home, Pearl needs a wee and goes into the bushes, where she stumbles upon a boy named Harley observing a badger set. Jodie shouts for her, so she has to go and promises to keep it a secret for him. Right, so, okay. This is, this, this is quite a, a big chapter, I guess we get a lot of information. Quite um, a loaded chapter, I guess. Um, yeah. I like that, that the Wilberforces are quite, like, um, down to earth. Yeah, I like that they're not all, like, dead posh snooty people that will just sort of act as, like, characters that people be scared of in the book. Yeah. Like, they're actually people that... I guess Pearl can talk to. Like, she makes a deal of saying, like, Mr. Wilberforce's outfit is, like, a little bit shabby, and, like, Jodie's like, oh, my God, it's the gardener. And then the man's like, Jodie, don't be so rude. And then um, he's like, oh, no, I am. I do love, I like gardening. I mean, it's my hobby. And I was gardening earlier with Jodie. I thought that was quite cute. He seemed quite wholesome. I mean, both of them seem, like, really nice people, actually. I love that um, Pearl... At this dinner party, literally everyone, like a mum, a dad, and Jodie, are all speaking on her behalf rather than um them letting her speak. Yeah, she says that she feels like a ventriloquist dummy, unable to answer for herself, um, mm. which I thought was really nice. 
um, she doesn't feel like she has any agency at all. Um, she's not particularly being included in, in any of the conversations because no one's asking her, they're asking other people on behalf of her, which I thought was really good. And I yeah. love that um, Mrs. Wilberforce makes an effort to start that interaction with her because mm-hmm. Mrs. Wilberforce was also just sat there. <laughs> no one was interacting with her either, likely due to ableism. So Mrs. Wilberforce reaches out and she's like, look, t- like, tell me about yourself, Pearl. Like, what do you like? And then Pearl's like so like shocked that she's like, uh, and she feels really awkward and put on the spot. And then they start this conversation, which is really lovely. Yeah, um, it's nice to have an actual adult honestly take an interest in a child's life. Yeah. In yeah. one of the books. And she does make the effort to like allow her to borrow like a book that obviously she really likes. Like Mrs. Wilberforce's library is like, really fancy and she lets her do that which is really nice and she also um basically tells Jodie to shut up when Jodie's trying to talk over Pearl good I thought that was good because sometimes it really does feel like Jodie is quite a bit of an attention seeker she does maybe love the conversation and she does um want everyone to listen to her so it was nice as well before to be like just let you let your sister speak for a second I I thought that um it was extremely understandable because I think we've all been there that even though Pearl was dying for a wee, she was too anxious to ask where the toilet was. Yeah. <laughs> and because she'd been like drinking all night, she just had to wait until they got out. But like the second she got out, she was like, oh my God, I'm dying. And she has to like go in the bush, which is where she meets Harley. But I thought, yeah. that, thought that was a nice little talk. I see that for her. I, I like that as well. I felt like it kind of um, it adds like an element of humor to it because like like meeting Harley because it's like it, I don't know it, it's just like she's gone for a wee and in the yeah. bush and <laughs> Harley would be like yeah and like it's like oh what what are you doing here uh, like I, <laughs> it, it's just like a nice a funny touch because you know Pearl isn't that funny of a character if we're being honest so it's nice to have some sort of humor to surround her. Um, I really liked Mrs. Wilberforce's outfit. <laughs> Yeah, I love it when I get a good outfit, but I'm like, like it's like, oh yeah, I, like I like that. Like uh, she's wearing a floaty lilac dress with big amethyst beads around her neck and several huge rings on her small white hands, and I was like, that's cute, love that. And she has like thick makeup, like ash blonde hair falling as soft waves past her shoulders. I was like, that sounds like a bit of a look. I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, whenever there's like a descriptive outfit like that's not um, your mum's oversized black jumper, I'm here for it, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't feel like that happens in this, or at least that hasn't happened so far. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but I am I'm waiting on it, honestly. Um, we've had like wearing Geordie's clothes. Oh, um, true. true. But it's not the black jumper, the infamous black jumper, but... I'm just waiting for, like, I couldn't wear any of Geordie's clothes, apart from one thing that she didn't wear much, a black jumper. It was so itchy. Like, I can so see that coming up. Yeah, no, I do agree. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, it also kind of um, gave me uh, kind of, like, memories of how Jacqueline, like, Wilson wanted herself to be described in clean break with the rings and the jewellery and the oh. dress. I don't know. I just, like, I like that. And it's just, like, nice, like, description. I feel like, I just liked it. Uh, I also like, like, it kind of, like, because the mum character doesn't seem very, like, three-dimensional. She just seems to be, like, I am posh and that's all you need to know about me and I'm, like, I'll make Geordie sad, blah, blah, blah. But, like, 
at the beginning when it's like 26 past and she's like oh we better wait until half past and she's just waiting outside the house <laughs> i totally see that for her like that is very her yeah like she doesn't want to seem too eager she doesn't want to be late she just wants to be like exactly bang on yeah like it just seems very real like i could really picture that i just stood out the house waiting till it hits half past i really like that the adults weren't just all awful <laughs> because I, I was waiting for the doors to open it was going to be like this dead like posh snooty home and she's just sat there like everyone's awful and everyone hates children and we've got the name cynthia as well we love that oh yeah yeah another oh, cynthia another cynthia that must be there's been at least two right yeah we had someone's mom was it dan's man russell's dad russell's oh god russell because russell's dad was sinning with cynthia <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, how could how can I forget this scene with Cynthia? Oh my god. Yeah, so whenever the, I saw Cynthia and I was just like, yes, Cynthia! <laughs> Good! <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, pretty much what you said, I really liked the way, um, you know, Mrs. Wilberforce and Pearl were able to actually talk to each other. And it's, it's someone for Pearl to actually have as a friend, hopefully. Like, the friendship isn't that developed so far, but I feel like it'd be nice for Pearl to have other friends especially you know because i don't know how the ending of the book's gonna go for us so <laughs> it's good to make friends bad um so straight away it literally first line of this chapter reminded me so much of literally um love frankie when frankie's like we went down sally's road it was actually an avenue <laughs> because she yeah said- we stood outside the Wilberforce's house. It was technically a bungalow rather than a house. Yet, yeah, who asked? Like, why did you not just say we stood outside the Wilberforce's bungalow? <laughs> you didn't need the clarification. Yeah, that's like, kind of like same sort of like narration is used quite a few times, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we did this, but it wasn't actually this. It was that. Like, <laughs> And it's just a bit strange. <laughs> I thought this is bad. It's maybe more of a yikes, though. Um... We didn't want to arrive too early, like. Oh, God, I had an issue with that. Because, and then she's super embarrassed that she said that because that is, like, a dead giveaway that she is not middle class. God uh, forbid. <laughs> I don't know. Hannah, what what did you think about this? The mum's character is that she's come from a working-class background and now she does everything she can to not appear. So, so for this to be the giveaway, and, like, yeah, I guess you could argue oh, that's funny, that's so typical. Like, you know, she doesn't want to appear working class, but in the first conversation with, like, I guess a boss, it's like she says, like, which, haha, that's something a working class person would say. But it's also, I don't know if it's just me, but it's placed in the sentence really clunkily. Yeah, we were saying that we would be more inclined to use like in the middle of a sentence rather than at the end. So the bab says, no, we didn't want to arrive too early like. And it's, like, maybe I'd say it like that, but I say it every five seconds, but I feel like people who say it, like, a bit wouldn't put it there because surely that's a place she'd notice it. I feel like it's much easier to place in a sentence midway through because you're nervous and it's, like, a filler word. Yeah, like, if it was due to anxiety, it, w- it wouldn't mm-hmm. really just out at the end, right? Or, or maybe it would, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, it'd be in the middle. I don't yeah. know, I feel like it just appeared really, like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just, I can't stop saying it. Now we said it, it won't stop. 
no, it just bit, felt a bit clunky, and it's also kind of just a bit like, haha, that's what working class people say. <laughs> How embarrassing. She said, like, in a little sentence. Miss Wilberforce asked Pearl, what subjects do you like? Pearl says, literacy and art. I am not surprised in this type Insert every Jacqueline Wilson protagonist here. I really, really would love to see. I don't, right, I honestly, I'm so bad at maths. I've never been interested in maths. But if I could read a Jacqueline Wilson book about a girl who's interested in maths, it would make my year because it would be something different and it would be really interesting to see what type of direction she could take with that. Couldn't it be be a new character at least? If she's like, oh, I I hate story writing. I hate, I'm not very imaginative, but I am like super logical and I love maths. I would, I would love to see it. Yeah, it it definitely would be a bit more interesting because it is nice to, and I feel like it probably would be easier for Jacqueline Wilson to write about creative children, I guess. Yeah, I know that, that like that's her thing, obviously, like that she writes these like super like imaginative, um, like daydreamy characters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I guess I guess maybe it is kind of because we're reading them all as we can. So like, yeah, maybe the two just kind of blur into each other, but it's just a bit different. Give us a <laughs> we just want one character like yeah. maths. <laughs> I also thought it was kind of bad. Like Mr. Wilberforce is like, oh, um, Jodie's dad, you're going to be doing some repairs to the building because it's like a, it's falling to bits basically, and Jodie's. Mm-hmm. Mad- you're going to be cooking for the for the four kids that are currently still boarding at the school over the summer. And then Pearl's like, Mum frowned, irritated that they were telling us what to do, but she doesn't like to object. But they're literally like her employers. Like, I don't know what yeah. she's mad about. Like, what? That, the last bad I have is Harley. Um, Harley watch, watching his badgers and um, Pearl, like, crashes into him after she's had a wee and... Uh, she notices the badger. And mm-hmm. then Jodie from like the top of the bank starts shouting like Pearl, like Pearl, where are you? Harley says, Blast. <laughs> Blast. Yeah, said a 13-year-old boy. He's actually I thought he was older, to be honest. I didn't realise he was 13, but um, He acts a lot older as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, he's still he's still 13, which is very young to be saying words like blast, which is like straight out of World War Two. <laughs> it is. Um, did you uh did you get anything for bad i kind of just got as well like um with harley i mean this is more like i guess we'll go into it more later but harley gives me so like uh jd from heathers uh oh, jughead from riverdale vibes <laughs> and it's just so cringe <laughs> I'm sorry, it's very like um that meme where where Jughead's like I'm a weird person. I'm a weird I am person. literally I want to quote Will Harley's role. I literally wrote after it. I'm weird. I don't fit in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he? He's not really like a bad boy, like a stereotypical bad boy. He's more I mean, like a like a quirky soft boy almost. With yeah, he says like, "Oh, you wouldn't think it, but I got expelled out my last school for arson," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "JD, <laughs> is that JD?" <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. The thirteen-year-old yeah. got expelled for arson. Jesus Christ! 
And I was just like, of course he's watching Badgers. That makes sense. He loves them. He loves Badgers. He's different. He's different. He's not like the other boys. He likes He's badgers. not. He likes Badgers. We we love a quirky badger watching Harley. Who's six foot four. And Who's six foot four. Right. Am I just am I going mad, right? Or is six foot four not unbelievably tall? I guess it, I know he's 13, and yeah, like that is tall for a 13 year old. But like, there was a boy in my year, or actually a couple of boys in my year who were about that at, at that age. Yeah. And I know, like, my, my dad's six foot four. Like, yeah. If, if he was like seven foot, I'd be like, yeah, that is a very, very exceptionally tall 13 year old. But, but the, the way to go on about it, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because they, they literally say at one point that he could join the circus. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't be taken aback. I mean, I guess we'll get into it more later, but I think the six foot four is very unnerving, <laughs> considering yeah. the connotations put between him and Pearl. Yeah, a million percent. But And because he does seem to act older, I think that's another thing, because his personality seems to act older. He's six foot four. He doesn't act like a thirteen-year-old. Oh, he doesn't in the slightest. And he's just a very confusing character. Okay, so moving on to uh, Yikes. What did you mm-hmm. get for Yikes? Okay, so this is the start of the ableism. I, the only thing I kind of got the Yikes was the ableism because they happened at a few points in this chapter. Uh-huh. Um. So we've got Mrs. I'm going to keep forgetting her name if I don't write it down. Mrs. Wilberforce. Wilberforce um, is in a wheelchair. And um, there's just a lot of comments made that are just unnecessary. Like, uh, the, I think the introducers, like, there's Mrs. There's Mrs. Wilberforce, she's in a wheelchair. I think we were both scared she couldn't talk properly. Like, scared. Like, yeah. Like, and um, stuff like um, the mum saying it must be awful for her being so helpless. And also, maybe she's not quite right in the head, and it's like, ugh, it's just, it's just vile to be honest. Yeah, like, like, why does all that need to be said? None of this, like, none of the stuff the mum says, mm-hmm. or and the dad actually is ever really like. It, it again, it's just like, um, oh yeah, it must be awful for her being so helpless. She looks like she's not all there, and then that's that. Like, there's no like actually. It's quite rude to say that. Yeah, it is. This is somebody that they've just met. Like, they literally don't know anything about her at all. And they're just assuming all this about her. Which yeah. I think is something that disabled people have to deal with quite a bit. And is obviously very tiring and annoying. Mm-hmm. That people just assume that they know what their disability is. Or what their disability allows them to do. Yeah even when they don't know that person at all. No, 100%. I feel like, like, obviously I haven't read any of the books, so I can't judge yet, but one of the things I was thinking was maybe what's going to happen is this, because, right, in this chapter we've also got a point where I felt like Jacqueline Wilson made a point in saying, like, like it kept saying, Mrs Wilberforce opened the door herself and she, like, wheeled herself in. And I was like, is what's going to happen is Miss Wilberforce is going to have a conversation with Pearl where she's like, everyone has these, like, judgments about me. Everyone feels sorry for me, but I'm fine. Like, yeah. and, like, everyone's really able to have these connotations about me, but, you know, like, I like, I like you know, like, I in my own life, I like to read, I can live my own life, like, and maybe, I guess, 
like that would make sense why there is so much ableism in this chapter because it would be like look this happens like there is ableism but it shouldn't be this way maybe do you know what i mean oh yeah that would be a really really lovely thing to see to be honest yeah because like the language is so like jesus like it must be so awful for her being so helpless because it's not like she was portrayed in a helpless way is what i'm thinking like she you know what i mean like i feel like if they were going to go down that route they could have like done it and like like I, like i would i could have seen that with the way the language is used but i honestly feel like maybe the the yikes would change that if at least the resounding message is there is ableism and like you know this is wrong if you know what i mean yeah like have that in a kid's book would be quite good no i agree like they literally mm-hmm. describe her as being crippled which i think is definitely the wrong word to use yeah really really bad not great and again, extremely brushed over, extremely like like said as though that is the right word to use, um, when it's just not really appropriate. Yeah. Did you get anything else for Yikes? Um, no, did you? I I, I just think that Mr. Wilberforce describing the other kids that are still left at the school over the small holidays <sighs> as a handful of sad little orphan annies was a bit That brutal. was it, yeah. <laughs> is the head teacher of the school Oh my god, yeah! I was like, that's a little bit rude. Like they're the like they're the kids in your care, and you calling them sad little orphan. <laughs> sad little orphan Annie's. That's ridiculous. Like half your orphans. <laughs> like what? I was like, oh my god, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like I like he's not even portrayed to be a bad person. Like so, yeah, oh, I'm just calling god. them that. That's that's my life. Yeah, I just thought that was, I mean, it was kind of funny, but it, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> No, I know what you mean. Um, that was all I got, though. Yeah, me too. Pearl wakes up early and tries to play pretend games with Geordie, imagining their kitchen maids in the house a hundred years ago, but Geordie isn't interested. It's Mam's first day making breakfast for the children that are in school still over the holidays, and so Geordie and Pearl go over to the dining hall and have breakfast with them. There are three younger children named Zeph, Sakura and Dan and Hallie is also there and Pearl secretly acknowledges him. The girls also meet Undi, a teacher in charge of the little kids and Jed, the full-time gardener. Undi asks Pearl if she'd like to go and join in with the arts and crafts she's planned for the younger children but Jodie says that they'll be too busy helping their parents. However, this is a lie and when the teacher's backs are turned, Pearl, Jodie and Hallie run off to explore. Okay, so what did you get for good? Okay, so it might be a, like a little like bare minimum <laughs> yeah but a book is mentioned that isn't jane eyre i feel like mrs mrs w mrs w recommending mrs wilberforce recommending the secret garden to uh, pearl is like the most them thing ever like that made so much sense in my head when i read um i'm reading the secret garden i was like yep yeah, feel that yeah. i get that no that's good um, yeah, I just enjoyed it because I was like, that makes her feel a bit more real. I also like, you know, like how in the first chapter we were saying there was a few things that were done to show what Geordie is like, like, like a personality. Yeah. Um, when Geordie sees that, um, I can't remember which kid it is. I think it might have been Sakura was um, like not able to cut her food up. Yeah. And Geordie slid along the bench and cut it all up for her in case she couldn't manage it herself. And I can so see like Geordie sort of watching like a kid sort of like struggle with like, yeah. the food and like going over to like cut it up I can so see that for her yeah I think 
doesn't Pearl mention at some point that like she wanted to be like a, a nursery nurse or like a primary school teacher or something and basically babysit people's kids at the park yeah yeah like she'd go um she'd like bunk off school and just sit in the park and like play with the kids yeah like she's very very extroverted and yeah she's very good at like obviously making up stories and stuff so yeah i do i do definitely see that from jordy i thought it was interesting the lunchtime setup and it made me laugh that harley was sat on his own reading a book in the corner probably should have gone in bad but it made me laugh so much that i did put it in good because <laughs> i was like that's so him like like he's just sat in the corner like probably like wearing a trench coat like just sat reading like yes harley i see that for you just already signing like the harley hit <laughs> but you know um yeah what did you get for good i have, I have some good things i thought the beginning of the chapter is lovely and she wakes up and she hears like the birds singing because obviously she's been living in a city and this is the first morning she's woken up in the countryside and she can hear all the birds um, singing and countryside noises that she's not used to. I thought that was really nice. Like, the description of that was really good. I, I like the kind of whiny way she, like, tries to wake Georgie up. And she's like, please, Georgie, wake up. I want to play Hansie the Parlourmaid with you. I was like, yeah, 10-year-old sister. Very annoying. Then imagine, well, like, I can see that for her. Geordie also pretends to be dead in this chapter. Um, oh my god, yeah, she, I didn't even pick up on that bit. Yeah, she pretends to be dead for, like, oh, quite a while to the point where Pearl gets quite worried. Finally wakes up and she's all good, but not for long. <laughs> oh my gosh, true though. <laughs> but now she's fine. Pearl describes Harley as the secret badger boy. Which of course brilliant. Like honestly, I wish someone described me like that because that's incredible. <laughs> the badger um, boy. Thought it was good that Pearl um says that says to Geordie that she's always she always treat Pearl like her servant, which is true. Like the power dynamic between Geordie and Pearl is quite bad. Um yeah. and it does get worse later, but um Pearl is so like completely like what's the word? Like devoted to Jodie that she would do absolutely anything for her. I like that Pearl just quite casually mentions it. Thought that was good. The dad, oh my god, the dad saying no one does a fry up like my Shazza. God <laughs> Shazza. The, the... <laughs> Oh, I love this book. I'm sorry. I love this book. It's so funny. <laughs> decided. We're decided. This is a win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading over my notes for good. So, the, right. At this point, okay. When Pearl and Harley meet at the breakfast table, it, it begins this um, outpouring of badger references. Yeah. Unintentional badger references that are said by other people. So that Pearl and Harley can look at each other and be like, "Hey, we've got a ah, secret. Badgers. <laughs> the secret is that um, we've seen a badger." <laughs> yeah, for some reason, that's the weirdest thing ever. By the way, <laughs> it's very wholesome. But like, <laughs> so the dad, like, like I mean, it is quite forced in. But like, how else was Jacqueline Wilson meant to do? The dad says, "Stop badgering, Harley," <laughs> <laughs> and like. The two of them look at each other like, way <laughs> uh, badger reference. <laughs> I just thought that was brilliant. Like, I, it's so camp. I love it. <laughs> uh, Miss Ponsonby, who is Undy. I don't know why they call her Undy. They just do. She's the under something. The under. Oh, is she the under patron. 
She's the under matron, yeah, that's right. Yes. So Undy is looking after the little kids and the the previous day she explains that they made puppets. And then out of nowhere, Dan, who's like the youngest because my puppet died. I know. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. I, I thought that was funny. Like I can imagine, like, and he's really sad about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was funny. I think he's like five, so he's obviously super young. No, he's and... very sudden, just like my puppet died. It's like, yes, yeah. did. But then on a more serious note, I did think it was good that Jordy understood that Pearl felt uncomfortable about going to do um, arts and crafts. That's a situation where Jodie uses her talkative nurse to help, yeah, Pearl. to help her. I thought that was really nice that she was just like, oh, sorry, no, because we're dead busy today, when actually they're not dead busy. Yeah, I feel like that's a good point, because I feel like a lot of the time when we've got, like, I don't know, a sort of relationship where, you know, like, the way Pearl feels about Jodie, it's sometimes, like, they're just cruel, and it's like, oh, my God, they don't even like them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But you can at least see that Georgie does love Pearl. 100%. So do you want to talk about the badge you got? I kind of, Georgie gave me massive um, Magda and Miranda vibes in this chapter, I think, to be honest. Yeah, like, with the whole, like, um, I don't know, like, the way Harley's like, oh, your sister's such an attention seeker, right? It felt, um, like, honestly, all of them. But kind of like love Frankie maybe where it's the best friend in that called Sam. Sam's like, oh yeah, um, Sally's really loud. Or like in Kiss where whatever he, that man was called is how? like, yeah, your friend's really loud. And like, it just like, God, how many times have we seen this? And like, it was just annoying because it's kind of like Geordie was, had a bit more of a personality as opposed to to those characters I felt like yeah not anymore yeah it just kind of feels a bit like we've done that um, Jodie tells Pearl that she looks like Minnie Mouse oh what was that for she wore um, wait let me find that yeah in her shoes yeah and then Jodie's like you look like Minnie Mouse I was like right Sally says that to Frankie I love Frankie like how niche is that insult that Jacqueline Wilson's used it twice and like when did my sister Jodie even come out my sister was that 2005 I think it's 2008 I want to say 2008 yeah it's 2008 like to remember that that many years on like yeah because like is that an accident I don't know that is bizarre and, and honestly that that scene is that that's in this chapter right yeah like that scene where she's like no you got can't walk like this in heels you have to walk like this and then insert catwalk here she didn't <laughs> model catwalk and now there's going to be a comment about a bum how many times are we going to read this like i just felt like that whole scene with harley was like really repetitive of what we've already read I'm done with it i'm done with it don <laughs> Uh, I know what you mean like when Miranda's like quizzing Carl about going to the boys grammar school in case it's very like that but except this time it's Geordie asking Harley about how like like why are you so big <laughs> yeah oh my god the next names um Harley not Davidson Harley not Davidson yeah I was like oh sick burn Geordie <laughs> later on Harley calls her Dame Geordie Dench which I actually thought was quite clever <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that actually. Yeah, another thing I got for bad was Pearl saying, like, this sentence is so weird. Um, she gave him a second glance, taking in his length, and looked astonished. <laughs> That's when I was like, she looked astonished. Like, 
astonished at the fact he's six foot. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess for his age, that is pretty tall, but like, not to the point of, of astonishment. Yeah, not to like look at him and be like, circus free. Where you'd be able to tell at the table. I know. Oh, God. And also, oh my God. Hannah, this is the chapter with that with that line that that is fucking vile. Like <laughs> wanting to close the book and be sick. Wait, is it about bacon fat? No, it's not. Okay, okay. Which one is it? Okay, right. You ready? The little kids are eating breakfast, right? Under- okay. Over with a cloth. Sorry, guys. I'm having to describe this, but it, it's so bad. So she comes over with a cloth and wipes five year old Dan's. A breakfasty face with breakfast-y. it. And then what she does is takes the same cloth that she's used to wipe Dan's face and wipes Sakura's face with it. That's <laughs> so cruel. It's actually disgusting. Like, I, I was like, oh my god, poor girl, poor girl. described as her face was pristine before and ended up smeared with Dan's slur. Oh my god, the return of the slur. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> that was all I got for bad. That was awful. Oh, and there's also someone called Jed. Oh my god. I mean, it's more, he goes into a bit of a yikes, but yeah. I just put, he's, there's someone called Jed, <laughs> which is probably cruel, but he's called Jed. <laughs> and Undy, the name Undy. Right, okay, so moving on to yikes, I mean... With Jordi and her dad, it's odd. Yeah, she, it's a weird sort of like relationship. She says that her dad looks ever so hunky. <laughs> then she says, Watch out for that Miss French. She'll be nudging up to you and pinching your bum. You stop your nonsense, box. Yeah, what? The, oh, wait, that's been said a few times, you know, like by family members. Yeah. Like sauce pot and all that, and it's a bit like they're in your age. Oh my god, and they're your family. Bloody um, big elf going around calling them saucy baggage. <laughs> oh my god, saucy baggage. I don't think I'll ever get over that. What does that mean? What does saucy baggage mean? <laughs> I also thought, is this a hot? I don't know if this is a hot take, right? I mean, it's hot, right? Me. But so far from what I've seen, and um, yeah. that is white. Zeph is black, Sakura yeah. is Japanese, and to me, yeah. Dan is leshed out, and the other two seem like filler. Yeah, um, are you talking about when the descriptions are listed, well, and I- they literally go over Sakura and Zeph so quickly, and then Dan's got a big one? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Like, but even more so, like when it goes on, it seems like mm-hmm. the, when they're not there, Pearl and Geordie talk a lot about Dan, and not about yeah. the two, and I was just like... Is it a coincidence that the only other white child is the one that has more of a character? Literally, like, I, I thought, like, especially when they first mentioned them, the describe them in the order, like, Zeph, Sakura, then Dan. Honestly, like, the description for Dan is, like, at least three times longer. Especially because there's, like, all the other, honestly, like, all the other children we've read in the other Jacqueline Wilson books have been white to have, like, the first... Did you get anything else for yikes for that chapter uh, i mean it's not i might be kind of just because i'm getting bad vibes <laughs> but it's the relationship that's sort of starting between harley and pearl yeah. and like you know we kind of talked about it before we filmed yeah. um he's 13 she's yeah. 11 and, and whilst that's like you like you were saying like you talk about like cyril like whilst it's not the the biggest age gap 
we've looked yeah. at you said like year six and year nine <laughs> that's so weird that hang on a minute if harley's 13 mm-hmm. he'll be going into year nine after the summer holidays right yeah i swear earlier on the parents are like the school is for children aged up to 13 which is why she has to repeat year eight because it only goes up to year eight harley should be going into year eight when he actually is too old to be going in here, right? That is weird. I know what you mean. Because I just don't understand why Why can't, like, if we're going to have a, a love interest, like, I know, like, I don't know, like, I know it's not the biggest age difference we've had, but it's kind of like, if you're going to have someone there's kind of like that flirty connotation around it, can't we have a character who's their own age? And at least if it is their own age, can we have them not be a Russell and awful? <laughs> like, is that too much to ask? Like, an actual, like, healthy relationship between two characters please and thank you probably not <laughs> yeah it's just ugh, it's just yikes it's like they go on and on about like how tiny pearl is and like how babyish she looks like she literally got mistaken for a toddler because it, it's just weird especially like looking at honestly like the illustrations of like this six foot four 13 year old that's talking about when he smokes cigarettes and is being expelled for arson that's got some sort of weird connotations with like a 10 year old yeah who is like portrayed completely differently portrayed as like a toddler she's really like childish she like gets scared someone just talks out like blood like it's so weird and creepy and it it, it is uncomfy it's so weird chapter seven the three explore the house first going to the library which is nowhere near as extravagant as the one in mrs wilberforce's house Harley tells the girls that the school isn't as affluent as they think and is a quote-unquote dumping ground for weird or misbehaving children. This includes Harley himself, who has been moved around a lot and excluded twice. After exploring the whole building, they come to the end of a long corridor with a cupboard at the end of it that clearly covers some stairs, and Geordie immediately wants to see where they lead. Harley and Pearl are unsure as they're being a lot of trouble if they were caught, but Geordie manages to convince them and all three of them move the cupboard out of the way and go through the door. What did you get for good? It's a very short chapter. Yeah, I didn't get too much, but I mean, I, I did get the foreboding in this one. Okay. It, it, I don't think it meant to, but it did make me literally, like, laugh. I was like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> like, Jodie, v, like, uh, I can't remember what she does, to be honest. She does something. She climbs up something. And Harley's like, come down, crazy girl. You'll break your neck. I was like, ah. <laughs> like, she does. <laughs> so blatant. I mean, Honestly. Like, because I can't remember anything that the deaf come into anything. Because I'm kind of like, okay, foreshadowing obviously is like really good, but what does it all mean, if you know what I mean? Is it just there to just hint at the ending? Or like, does it have like an impact? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because it's not like the death was like always going to happen. Yeah, like it does just seem like, like rereading it, it's had, it, it is very predictable. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just one or two little bits of foreshadowing. I'd be like, oh, that's that's just a cute little side thing. But there's so much that I'm yeah. like, we missed this. Like, how did we not get <laughs> I'm like, you'll break your neck. She's pretending to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is a bit, like, right under your nose. Yeah, it's funny, though. Like, I do enjoy it. Every time Every time it comes up, I'm like, yeah, cool. It's like finding an Easter egg about Jodie dying, which is... <laughs> I know, I mean, it's not good. An interesting Easter egg other good i mean honestly i kind of struggle with this chapter like 
Yeah. I just kind of thought, like, you know, like, they're just sort of going on the school. Um, the descriptions weren't massively, like, amazing. Like, it's just a school, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you've got the friendship of Harley, Jordy, and Pearl. But at the same time, I think because of the weird connotations I have with Harley, it's hard to kind of enjoy it. I guess like, you take away some good from it and say, like, she's now becoming less dependent on Jordy and she's kind of branching out her own friendships outside yeah, of yeah. Jordy. Yeah, that's the point. Like, he's kind of, like, because she feels confident, doesn't she? There's, there's a sentence where it says, because it was him, she felt like she could say, like, see you later or something. Yeah. And um, that meant that, you know, like, she could talk. Yeah, that's good. Which is nice. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was kind of struggling with it, but I did think... But yeah, what about you? Did you get much good for this one? Yeah, I kind of said about, like, Harley and Pearl's relationship is good in some ways for Pearl's confidence. I like. I thought it was funny that Harley says when he plays basketball, he just um, reaches up and puts the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Relatable that's quite funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever taken in your length and looked astonished? A few times, maybe. Well, not looked astonished. Honestly, mostly, like, nightclubs. Like, because my head's above, like, a lot of people sometimes. And, like, like when I told you, like, someone said to me, you are intimidatingly big. And I was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> but, like, and I was always put up a goal shooter in netball, which was very stressful because I wasn't very good at um, shooting. Yeah, I think that's the only <laughs> relatable content I get out of it. <laughs> you just reach your arm up and put the ball through the hoop. No, I preferred being a goalkeeper because the minute I saw the ball flying up, I could just swat it away. Guys, whenever me and Hannah take photos, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> we'll we'll take photos together soon because we're having um a first birthday. I don't know if we mentioned having a first birthday. I don't birthday. think we have. I don't think we've talked about it. Yeah, so we're having a first birthday party for the podcast in August. So we'll yeah. get a maybe fancy dress. So <laughs> Jacqueline Wilson fancy dress. So um. We're going to be getting some photos then, and it's always very funny because I'm about five foot... I want to say five foot two, but honestly, I might be shorter. Hold on. <laughs> How tall are you? Um, like, 5'11", I'll say. I don't think I'm six foot. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> I'm, like... Like, 5'11 and a half, I'll say, yeah. yeah. It has to be, a, like, a sit-down picture, but I feel like we might have to take some stunner pictures just yeah. to emphasise it a yeah. bit. good as well. I think it'll be really good. Um, I appreciate Harley saying the words potential aggro. Where was that? She, he says, like, moving the wardrobe isn't worth the potential aggro if it got caught. And oh, I, aggro! I'd say that. I would say 100% say potential aggro. And laughing and aggro in one book god she's really moving on up 2008 Jesus. i thought that was good i love it yeah it, it honestly like i know like we've said like it's a bit weird as well when it mixes with like the absolutely bonkers language they use but it is very funny so like one second be yeah. reading like oh, god i can't even think like blast <laughs> oh blast and then the next is like oh laughing like potential aggro yeah, <laughs> yeah. no i enjoyed that that was all the good i got though <laughs> okay so <laughs> sorry i just opened my notebook again and saw something hilarious <laughs> pearl right 10 year old pearl right walks into a room it's the library and she says that it has handsome wall-to-wall shelving 
<laughs> True though, like who, which ten year old is saying that? Handsome wall to wall shelving. How is that? Like who which ten year old would care enough to even notice the shelving? Like, yeah, she likes books and it's a library, but surely if she was going to really like take in the library, she would be looking at the books rather than the books. Shelving. <laughs> the, 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 the what was it? Wall to wall shelving. Yeah, handsome wall to wall shelving. Handsome wall to wall shelving. That's quite funny. I enjoy that. Again, Jacqueline just sneaking in. Like, gotta get something in there about the shelving. A million percent. Yeah, and then Harley says about smoking, he, he did it to see if he could acquire a decadent, illicit habit. Doesn't he? It goes without saying, doesn't it? But like, he would say that. There's also <laughs> what? Yeah. This is why the 13 year old started smoking. To see if he could acquire a decadent illicit habit. Because, yeah, that's why people pick up smoking. To see if I liked it. It had to be decadent. (laughs) Oh, and very explicit. (laughs) Very illicit. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can't be bothered with him. Like, honestly, I'm just ready for Harley Slander. Like, I I just, no. And then we have his Jughead Jones, like, moment. Yeah. Well, I want to find that whole thing, because I've only got um, me just talking, like, just, oh god it well he basically says like i don't fit in like that's why i have to move around a lot i don't fit in at schools and it's like sure i can't be bothered like not today he's weird he's a weirdo he's a weirdo do you, do you know why he wears his hat like, <laughs> god i just cannot be bothered with this character at all yeah the more you're you're convincing me actually and not liking him <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I just decided I didn't like him and I just went with it. Hop aboard the Harley Hit train. <laughs> yeah, please do honestly. The only other thing I've got, I don't have any yikes. But no, me either. This my chapter. This is like dry. The only other bad thing I've got is um, <laughs> Jordy describing the Hobbit in the most convoluted and clunky way ever. She says, is that one of those hairy little dwarfy guys with the big feet in that wizardy film? What on earth? It reminds it me of... It just like something Geordie would even say. I feel like Geordie would probably know about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit because it kind of seems on her rally. Like, she doesn't really like books, but she does like drama and action. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more action-packed and dramatic than, like, Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> I said that like I'm a connoisseur when I'm literally in Lord of the Rings once. But like, we've <laughs> got a lot of cool things in them. Everyone knows what a hobbit is. Yeah, right. everyone knows what the hobbit is. Yeah, even if you haven't seen it. So I just feel like that's a really clunky way of describing it. Yeah, and it's also, again, just trying to be like, Dan is quirky. He's not reading the Thomas the Tank Engine. He's reading them the hobbit. Like, you best believe that. Our boy Harley is just the quirkiest quirk there ever was. Oh yeah, he doesn't do any like he doesn't read them kids' books. It, it's but no, that'll be too normal. Chapter eight. The door leads to a corridor mostly containing rooms used for storage. The kids find some old costumes from school players and they dress up. Geordie tells Harley she wants to be an actor, and Pearl says she'd rather write. They come across another room filled with old Victorian clothes, including a half-finished wedding dress that they assume could belong to Mrs. Wilberforce, and speculate about what happened to her. After finding a chest full of rotting toys in an old nursery, they debate telling the other three children about the secret corridor, but ultimately decide not to because they don't think they'd be able to keep it a secret. 
Jodie goes off to explore and finds another door that she says must lead to one of the towers. She gets Harley to break the lock but it still won't open, but Jodie remains confident that she'll be able to get inside. Again, there's a lot of foreboding in this chapter with the sort of like links to how did... I mean, are we assuming that Miss... Mrs. W self. I don't know if it's ever mentioned what actually happened or if if anything at all happened to to Mrs. Wilberforce. But I thought they said this. I might be wrong, but I thought they said she fell, and I was like, oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Or maybe they did. Yeah. Oh wait. No. Harley says she did fall. Someone told me about it in the village. It was years and years ago. I was thinking maybe she fell from the same place. I might be wrong, but I was kind of like, I don't know why else they would include that. Like as a oh, it's happened again. And then the one that I thought was quite good was the the last sentence of the chapter, which was like another foreboding, which is like, I will get in, she said, you'll see. Yeah. And like that being like the end of the chapter as well really kind of builds that tension. Because obviously she goes um, better and dies. Yeah. And it's like an Easter egg, but also kind of like, I guess if you're rereading that, it's like kind of like yeah creepy to read. She also says that... Um, she'd dress up as the angel Gabriel. Thought it was quite a clever one, obviously, like, relating to, like, dead. <laughs> I thought that's why. Yeah. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Is it the doll called Man? I like that. Dan has, like, a man. <laughs> a man? He threw, like, anatomically correct science model, but he carries it around with him like it's a teddy bear. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Dan and he calls it just man. <laughs> yeah, it's just his man. Like his name is simply man. <laughs> like that's like little kids, and I enjoy that. But again, that's like extra deep. Like, how much detail do we know about Dan compared to the other two? Other than that, like Zeph, like thinks he's badly behaved, but he's not. But Dan gets like stories about him and everything. Yeah. It- I also, like, thought it was good how, you know, like, I feel like, because the, the rest of the school tour was a bit, like, I don't know, not, like, like boring, like, just, like, classrooms, but it's more interesting actually seeing the mansion part of it, I guess, the the attics and stuff. They shouldn't be up there, like, I wonder what's up there if they're not meant to be up there, like, it could be anything. Kind of, like, adds some more, like, interesting detail into where they are, because, like, it is an interesting place. What about you? What good did you get? I like that Pearl said that she felt silly, like, playing, like, dress-up in front of Harley. I thought that was, like, yeah. a, reasonable, a, th- a reasonable thing to think, especially because, like, she doesn't say that she fancies him, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if we're meant to assume that she likes him, like, in a romantic way, but, like, playing pretend is something that is unique to Pearl and Geordie. Like, they do that together, and then, like, having Harley there as well might make things a bit awkward. I thought it was good that um that she mentioned that. I thought it was really nice that like it doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought it was really nice that um when Jordy's trying to open the, the trunk has all like the mouldy toys in, um mm-hmm. she can't because she bites her nails and she has to get Pearl to do it. It's like, like yeah. detail like that. I thought I thought was really nice. It just like kind of tells you a little bit about um Jordy. Maybe she's got some nervous energy. Like again, some more like complex like complex detail to his uh, to a character the um the whole like oh god it's so gross but it is it's really well written so i can't i can't make it a bad when geordie picks up the monkey that's in the chest and um it, it's like made out of rubber but it has like a fur body and the <laughs> the foot like is like so old and rotten so gross like so mean <laughs> 
dream if that happened to me is obviously meant to show that like they've been locked away for a really long time which like yeah is that like a mystery element of like why what happened to them who owned them before why were they all kept in this chest for so long yeah yeah definitely like like at least like the kind of gross description has some sort of meaning yeah there's definitely like a like a bit of a like a mystery gro- it kind of reminded me of did you ever watch house of anubis no i did my sister loved that though it kind of had like house of anubis elements to it because obviously they're in like a big house <laughs> i think that's- yeah yeah, and like as far as it went, but like I, I thought it had some parallels. Um, yeah. And then lastly, I like that. Um, whenever they'd meet people before, they always wanted to be friends with Jordy because Jordy's so like extravagant and is really easy to talk to and get along with. But now she's made a friend that wants to be her friend, not Jordy's. And Jordy seems like yeah. Long. Yeah, like she has her own personality and she can stand up on her own two feet, which is nice. What did you get for bad? I feel like I'm going in at Harley too much, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do it. <laughs> We've got another uh, I'm I'm weird um, Harley quote, which is I have to take the standpoint that you don't get much weirder than me. I'm going to earn a fortune exploiting my own weirdness, and I was like, sure, shut up. Man. Right, who speaks like this? They'll have to construct an enormously tall tent to exhibit me with staircases and balconies so that people can climb up and gawp at me eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> like, what? Like, it's like, you're six foot four, sir. <laughs> I know, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, who speaks in big monologues like that? Like, it's very, like, John Green-esque. Literally. And, like, they, what, they're just sort of stood there, like, yes. But I think they just reply with, like, lol, we're weird too or something. I also think it's written away, like, oh, well, he's posh. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I feel like even posh people don't talk like this. Where they're going to like monologues about being in the circus. Yeah, like it's just crazy. It, it was just so bizarre. Telling us a character's weird does absolutely nothing for their like I yeah. don't know for the character development to be honest. Because what does that actually say? It's like they're different, and it's like okay, why though? Is it because you're tall? Is it right? Okay, he's weird because he's tall and he likes badgers. It's like why are Jordy and pearl weird it's like oh brainy creative girl and rebellious girl it's like wow that is actually really weird i don't think we've come across that in jack and wilson <laughs> yet very weird we know that that jordy is a, a bit eccentric i would say like for example she likes to color people in different colors she likes to draw tattoos on herself i mean we've seen that before but she's never said yeah I- like she's a bit more eccentric but i feel like like how are the rest of them weird? Like, and it just does nothing for the characters at all. I just don't like it personally. The whole like I'm weird as kind of like a reason I like a character. If anything, it because it's kind of like got a weird superiority complex around it. I think, which is why I don't like it. Yeah, like you guys are because it's not like a kind of like, oh, I'm different. You should embrace your differences. It's like no, I am so much better than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, I I get that. He also calls his man Ma, which I think is bizarre. <laughs> that is a bit weird. Is that a thing that people call that people call their mams? Person that does, but like it's still weird. <laughs> um, definitely a nitpick. But there was the return of the yuck. Yes, obviously. Yuck did return for vengeance, and it did get revenge on me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, not again, not another yuck. Like it did. She did do yeah. it. She did it to me, and I'm okay. But yeah, that was. <laughs> I got. What? What did you get? Any more bad? 
No, I only got yikes. And to be honest, they're not the worst yikes. Well, kind of are quite bad, actually. Describing Mrs. Wilberforce as being tragically maimed again. Yeah. Quite, like, not the most sensitive wording and quite, like... And then also, this, I'm just so tired of it. Harley said that he went to Venice with his ma. When his she ma. Was, <laughs> he was temporarily between men. Like, oh, we know this woman is bad because she has a lot of sexual partners. Yeah, literally. Like, we've seen this so often. They do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, and I just can't, like, I just roll my eyes and I was like, right, you haven't, I know exactly what you're getting at here. You were late, you're going to say that she's a bad person. Because it's the first thing mentioned, like, yeah. did it when she was in between men. Right, yeah. That's a good point, but that happens quite a lot. Chapter 9. The kids try to find a way to open the door. Geordie tells a story about how all the naughty children got bricked up in the tower forever, and that if you listen closely, you can hear their screams. They unexpectedly do hear someone shouting. It's Dad, who is looking for them. They run down the corridor, down the stairs, and back into the main part of the school, acting as though they'd been hang- hanging out in the classroom the whole time. He's annoyed at the girls for not helping out, and tells them to go back to the flat to help Mam. Mam is very stressed and, hit- and hits Geordie again when she peels all the wallpaper from her bedroom wall. Mam says she's disappointed that Melchester College is the way that it is and that it was a mistake for them to come here. She does, however, allow the girls to strip the wallpaper. Jodie quickly gets bored, but Pearl has fun, telling her stories about the servant girl who may have lived and worked there. Jodie takes control of the story and makes it more gruesome, so Pearl snaps and says she spoils everything. This unexpectedly offends Jodie, who leaves the house, forcing Pearl to finish the job herself. Right, Um, so... God, this chapter wasn't the best. (laughs) There was a lot of yikes. Did you get any good? Yeah, um, I am glad that Geordie spoke out that a child abuse is wrong. <laughs> she said, you're not allowed to hit kids. If they found out, um, found out they'd sack you, stop it. Yes. Um, and then the mum says later anyway that she's a good parent. And Geordie says, no, it's like bad parenting. You could be prosecuted. Yes. And I was like, yeah, too right, Geordie. Like... The fact that this year eight is, like, you know, the one that's giving the information is worrying, like, over the parent. But, like, at least, I don't know, at least the baby is getting condemned. Yeah, at least Geordie, not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I do, in some ways, it is brushed over because that is the most we get about, like, not hitting your kids. And it's coming from the, the rebellious girl. Yeah. But at least she says, don't hit me. Yeah, and she says, like, you know, like, it's wrong. You could literally get prosecuted over it. It's not allowed. It's bad parenting. It's illegal. Yeah, um, which, you know, is <laughs> bare minimum stuff, but, like, it's nice to see. I also liked how, um, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of conflicted because I was kind of like, does this show Geordie's personality or is this just kind of what we've seen with other characters? But, you know, uh-huh. like, when... Pearl's like, oh, stop it, like, you're ruining the story, like, you're making it scary. And then Jordy's like, right, yeah, yeah, I will, like, I'll just stop telling stories then. And it's, like, that kind of, like, manipulation I totally, like, believed yeah. when, like, Pearl's feelings, when she was like, my stomach knotted, I didn't mean it. And she's like, no, I like your stories, even though they do scare her. She is such, like, she doesn't want them to stop, and she's so gullible, and she'll believe her when she's like, no, I, I just won't tell them anymore. Yeah. And I thought that it, was actually really believable, to be honest. It shows that, like, power imbalance... Yeah, massively. I thought it was really good. And it, it's so horrible because, like, that, that's, like, the person that she loves the most and she's been so mean to her and, like, it doesn't even bother Geordie that it's hurting Pearl. 
it's really well written because you do get like the sense of like the backtracking which i totally see for us yeah it's so it's so good it's i mean it's so horrible but it is really well it's really well done definitely um did you get any good first one I like that um, Pearl says to Jordy, like, oh, do you reckon we should, like, make our bedroom, like, dead grown or no girly things in it at all? Because, like, Pearl is trying to choose, like, decor for a room that she knows Jordy would like, even though she might not necessarily like it herself. And then Jordy says, you're 100% girly, Pearly. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't pressure it into changing. She doesn't... Yeah. Oh well, I don't want my room to be babyish, so we're not going to make it babyish. We're going to make it how I want it. She she just kind of accepts that that Pearl is like quite naive and immature, and you know still clings to a, a really childish things, and that that's fine. That was kind of all I got for good though. Did you get much for bad? I just got some quotes from the mum yeah. um, that I thought were a bit bizarre. <laughs> one was one that she used to describe Harley, which yeah. was that great gangly boy. Yeah, like why? <laughs> you know, like what? Why? What has she got against Harley? She's only known him for a, for like what? I know. <laughs> well, like it's literally the reason she's like, no, we should send you back to your old school because of that great gangly boy. And also, she said the children all seem such an odd bunch. I was like, you've met four of them, Literally. and of the four like five year olds you've met, you're gonna be like, right, the kids were sending them back. Like I don't, I don't understand what she's got against these literal children. In like that, she's known for like no time at all. Literally, <laughs> she just seems to, she just hate on everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she just like everyone just bothers her. Yeah, like she highly annoys her with his gangliness. Yeah, like what, what, how, like what? Oh, I did find it funny though. <laughs> did you get any bad? Uh, yeah, I mean. On that line, Geordie describes Harley as being incredibly freakily, gigantically elongated. Oh, Christ. It's not, like... <laughs> not <he> six foot? <laughs> like, I guess... <laughs> you always say that he's dead skinny, so maybe that, like, exaggerates it as well. Yeah. He's so, like, tall and thin. Maybe that makes him look a little bit more unusual. But, anyway, yeah, and then the man's like, he's a bit freaky looking. <laughs> <laughs> It's like so cruel and for what? Yeah, he's a child. Like he's literally a child, and also <laughs> just ripping into it for no reason. This is killing me, right? So, Harley and Pearl have this like secret about the badgers. Yeah, they run back into like the main bit of the school once they hear the dad calling them, and they pretend that they've like been hanging out in the classroom, and the classrooms have chalkboards, and Harley straight up draws a badger on the chalkboard. And then Jodie's like, what's that? And then Harley goes, I bet Pearl could tell you. And then Pearl's like, oh my God, it's a badger, obviously, because they have this like inside secret. But they're not being subtle about it. Yeah, like they've spoken about it like once, some of them. Yeah, like they, they're like, oh, we're sworn to secrecy. But the amount of badger references they bring up, like in the, um, in the attic, they, yeah. have, they find a badger costume. <laughs> Costs. And and Harley's like, look, Pearl, I'm a badger. And Pearl's like, oh my god, <laughs> like, ha, badgers. If I was Jordy, I would be like, what, what is this thing with badgers that you two have got? Because you keep talking about badgers. Like, what is this? Inside? Yeah, we just went to think that Jordy's just dead, like stupid or something. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like what? 
Bring us to yikes, Hannah. Take it away. Jesus Christ. Um. So we've got another you know like we can't go one chapter without referencing like younger women with older men that is normal when they're 13 literally um so we've got jordy saying i like older guys and they like me look at bernie he really fancied me yeah uh... and it's like how old was bernie and it, like because he wasn't 13 no he was not 13 was bernie we've also got child abuse um, she seized hold of Geordie hitting out at her. Yes. And then the god-awful quote that followed with, I didn't hit you, I smacked you like any good parent. Jesus Christ. That is awful. That is honestly Isn't awful. it? So that, bad. I hope, I think, we're meant to know that it's bad. Geordie's saying, like, bad parent. Uh, yeah, we're, like, meant to see that it's bad, but even so, like, that is still, like, worrying behaviour from the mum. Because it's yeah, and it isn't written like a villain. Yeah, exactly. Jordy's like, I don't like her. Pearl's like, oh, but Jordy, you can't say that. It'll hurt her feelings. They're sure this behaviour is wrong from Jordy, yeah. which is kind of strange enough. But it's still like the hug, mum. After they're still like, oh, it's fine, Tihi, yeah. and it's like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like we're only yeah. on chapter nine, and she's like grabbed Jordy three times. She's hit her twice, like on two occasions. Like, this is not, like, something to just brush over. Yeah, and then afterwards, when... Because the mum starts to cry because she's stressed. She doesn't start yeah. to, like, just hit her 13-year-old daughter. And then Geordie gives her a hug, comforts her, and says, if it'll make you feel better, you can hit me all you want. Which, literally, again, is awful. You yeah. taking out any frustration that you have on your children in any way. And they just kind of laugh about it, don't they? They're like, yeah. you are so silly, Jodie. Even though it's like, I'm sorry, but you did just hit her. Like, what do you expect her to do? Uh, it's just awful. very bizarre. I also thought it was really weird that um, said that um, Jodie thinking that thing made her feel important and grown up, even though yeah. like, Harley is 13, is quite mature for his age. I just thought that was weird that it was kind of endorsed, like, oh, uh, Jodie, you like Harley feelings onto me, makes me feel important. Yeah, because it's kind of saying that like it, it's a good thing that it is interpreted like that because she's coming out of the shell, she's like getting more confident. Yeah. It's like, I'm yeah. sorry, but it shouldn't be sort of said that due to this relationship with this person that's like a lot older than her and like is a lot mentally older than her. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. And it's not all right. The word important is really weird as well. Like, it made her yeah, definitely. being pushed into a relationship with some dude you've known for a day makes you feel important. Like, does it? Um, that's all I got, though. Okay, so we're finished with episode one, part one of three. My sister Jodie. Um, oh, the poll. I will check the poll again. Um, we put yeah. a poll at the start of the um, recording about... Mm-hmm which one you would like to see next i know that lily alone lost in the other poll so i feel like we'll just like keep that and pull it again at a different date yeah pull it with like the next one maybe that loses on this one maybe i don't know yeah 57 percent illustrated mum 43 percent diamond girls so maybe we should make any like concrete decisions about what we're gonna do until yeah like like, see the poll does yeah just in case it like swings so we will we'll keep you updated on that one Oh, Hannah, do you have any predictions about what's going to happen? 
No, I, I do literally only remember, like, Geordie dies. I'm going to, like, shall I set up, like, what I think will happen now from now? Like, this is, like, going off the blurb as well. Yeah. Like, Geordie isn't making friends, so maybe Geordie will be the one that feels left out and um, she'll be upset that Harley and um, Pearl are growing close. Then they're going to have, like, I reckon they'll probably have, like, an argument and then she'll die or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was never yeah. good with her. Like, Jacqueline's one to pull at the heartstrings, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, yeah and then I guess like it'll be a funeral and Geordie will, no Pearl will be sad in some really abrupt ambiguous way like I really miss my sister that's it <laughs> like honestly that's the only way I see it ending oh my god Hannah you are not ready girl. <laughs> oh no <laughs> does it just go off <laughs> it goes off <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying overall. I wish the man would just stop hitting her kids. And I wish. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed. I wish Hallie and Pearl would just be friends. And I wish Geordie would be nicer to Pearl. So, in two <laughs> time, we will be back with like the middle bit, I guess you could say. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're both pretty excited to um, explore that more. Definitely. And if you have any um, opinions about like this episode or like any comments just feel free to message us and we'll like talk about them in the next episode if you say anything if you want to make your own little review then we will be more than happy to read it out for you yeah and we will see you then yeah thank you bye bye Thanks for watching our episode on My Sister Geordie. Tune in next time to hear part two. If you'd like to reach us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DonHanReviews. Or alternatively, if you'd like to email us, you can find us at Donhan273 at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.